AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. It is March 30th, 2022. I am your host, J.D. from New York, and this is your AEW Dynamite Post Show right here on Off The Script. As always, joined by my very good friend and hopefully somebody that has a brand new soundboard and microphone hookup with those fancy headphones over there. Courtesy and suggestion-wise of me, I gave him everything he needed to know. Jesse, what's going on, bro? I don't hear you. I'm fucking kidding, bro. This what's going on, man? This fucking guy, man. Listen, man, it's not going to be fucking Tony time. It's going to be fucking I'm going to kick your ass time. You make fun of me about this, this, this shit again tonight, man, with the fucking sound and Tony what's time that? and the foot fetish. Uh, who said foot fetish of me foot fetish huh oh look on a on an unrelated note i was watching the ninja turtles the other day what's the name of his of his of his of his crew who were the guys the ninja turtles were always fighting the ninja turtles arch emesis bro is super shredder and the foot clan oh the foot clan oh okay yes all right it's the foot clan okay Go ahead. This guy's got jokes. This guy's got jokes over here, man. Listen. Listen. Tony Time. Well, why am I hearing myself in your micro in your in your headset, bro? Why 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 is that? What's going on there? Why am I be mean? Why are you I I I I, I started you guys hearing that? I'm hearing myself on your end, bro. The foot clan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yes, the foot clan. Yeah, I'm here. I'm hearing feedback there, bro. Nah, I don't hear anything. Does does the chat hear that feedback? I know, I know they hear the feedback. I just heard Foot Clan, Super Shredder, and something else. I don't know what to tell you, bro. I didn't change anything. Oh my goodness! Look at this guy. This guy's already starting the fucking stream off on the wrong foot. Listen again. Thank you guys so very much for joining us here on Off the Scripts tonight. AW Dynamite. We had the debut of Tony Storm. And it was heavily rumored that Tony Storm was going to be headed to AEW. And I was very excited about this move. I was ex- excited about the rumors. I was ex- excited about the possibility of AEW getting Tony Storm for the, the women's division. But we have, and I still, I'm still hearing feedback, bro. Tonight, AEW. How about now? I don't know. It keeps coming in and out. Is it still coming in and out? Do you hear it now? Mute the stream he has up. Do you still hear it now? 
I don't hear it. No, no. Do you okay. have do you have the the stream unmuted on your PC? Do you do you hear the feedback right now? No. Proceed, brother. Okay. Proceed. Okay. Tony Storm signed with AEW. I was excited about the prospect of Tony Storm coming on in to AEW. Ever since she got let go by WWE, she made her debut tonight in a Owen Hart Cup qualifying match against the Bunny and. Man, oh man, Jesse, she she absolutely looks fantastic. And I, I don't like to throw the word game changer around, but I honestly think this is a game changer for AEW's women's division because this, ex- this is exactly what they need in the women's division. There was heavy speculation by Fightful that Tony Storm was coming in and there were a lot of people vouching for the company to bring her on into the company Uh I didn't know when it was going to happen. It, you know, I was I was really kind of hoping it was this week because of all the all the news that was coming around and the other people that were mentioned with Tegan Knox and Athena. But it ended up being Tony Storm tonight. She makes her debut in South Carolina. What did you think of the reaction for Tony Storm, Jesse? And what did you think about the way she she handled herself in the ring tonight against the Bunny? And what do you expect out of her in this tournament? Man, look. I got to say, man, and I guess I'm just in the mood to be a fucking heel for the night, but Tony Storm is Tony Storm. I like Tony Storm. You know, Tony Storm is fucking great at what she does, but it's not about Tony Storm, man. It's about how she's booked and treated. Ruby Soho got a bigger pop and a bigger introduction than Tony Storm did. And where is she right now? Ruby Riot is on your show, bro. I mean, why it why is that? There's no there's no particular reason for that. There's no reason why Ruby Soho shouldn't be in a spot where everyone's clamoring to see her versus Tony Storm right now. But nobody cares about Ruby Soho because since she debuted, what happened with her? I don't really I don't really have an answer to that question. I I want to say it is Definitely a mishandling of talent on Tony Khan's behalf that Ruby Soho was given this big this big deal about coming on into the company that had great vignettes planned for her about the uh, the entire thing that she went about, you know, coming over from WWE, joining AEW, and it being the final destination for Ruby Soho. And then we see her, and she's mixing it up with Britt Baker way too soon. We had that great battle royal ending with Thunder Rosa at All Out. And then she wrestled, I believe, you know, Statlander, and she was mixing it up with Jamie Hayter and all that. But she really, really didn't do much of anything. She lost that TBS final to Jay Cargill, and then after that, she kind of went away. I honestly think, and I don't want to criticize too much, but yes, it is a mishandling of talent. But I do think that Tony Khan is letting things fall into place before he absolutely brings out the big guns for the division. And I do think Ruby Soho is still going to be one of the big guns in that division. No, I, I hope so. And the same for and same for Tony and same for Athena and you know, and um if she ever shows up. But the only the only the only thing I'm pointing out here is I got super I got this excited for the women's division when we got Ruby Soho. And now I'm sitting here wondering where the hell is Ruby Soho? And now here we are, here's with Tony Storm. I'm excited to see Tony Storm here. I think she's gonna light a fire in the women's division. I thought the very same thing for Ruby Soho. Well, let's be let's be honest, Jesse. You know, Ruby Soho is not Tony Storm, dude. Ruby, okay. 
And I don't mean that in any right. disrespectful way about Ruby Soho, no, but Ruby Soho was no, not Tony Storm. But look, Tony Storm might be better than Ruby Soho, bro. But we're not talking the difference between fucking Sasha Banks and Sky Blue. I mean, she's not that much better. To the point where she's on dark every week and not on TV. She's, I mean, there's not that big of a difference, bro. It, to me, there's a big difference. Not, there's, not a, there's, you, there's a huge difference, dude. No, there's it's, a huge it's, difference. she's better, but it's not night and day better, bro. What, 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 what makes you say it's not night and day better? She's not that much better. I mean, what is... What, look at the comparison I just made. She's not Sasha Banks versus Sky Blue. I mean, Tony Storm is better, but she's not that much better. You know what I'm saying? She's not like superstar versus jobber here. She's a, she's a little bit better, but there's no reason for them to be, you know what I'm saying, on opposite ends of the spectrum. So what, what what makes you, or who is going to make you, I should say, feel any differently than what Tony Storm did tonight? It's not the who. It's the what they do with the who. Well, I mean, we could say that about the entirety of the women's division. And yet we, here we, we could, are. We could say, we could say to, that about everybody. To, we could to say that. Where Tony Storm's going to fit in. We, we could gonna... say that about Thunder Rosa and her title reign. Hopefully they don't botch the title reign. Britt Baker started off really good. And then when we got to the middle of it, and, and until, until we, she, we, we saw her lost, uh, you know, the, the lose the title, it, it, was, it was not really all that impressive towards the end. We don't want to see that happen to Thunder Rosa. Tony Khan has uh, the makings of a great division if he goes out and spends some money on who is out there to make the division better. But we could say the same thing about the world champion. We could say the same thing about most of the division, except, I, I should say, Jade Cargill, because she's been the most protected out of everybody. She hits. She hit. Look, um, Thunder Rosa... Britt Baker and Jay Cargill. Name me another female talent that's been well protected. There really hasn't been one. So again, why am I sitting here getting excited for Tony Storm? I need the division to be booked better. We do need the division to be booked better, but there needs to be a division. All right. There's I a mean, lot of there's a lot of fluff in the division, bro. And I don't want to I don't want to come off as disrespectful to anybody because I'm not a professional wrestler, but there's a lot of fluff in that division, man. Marina Shafir, Marina Shafir getting signed is not going to get my uh, get my excitement, man. No, no, but you know, uh, Layla Hirsch is not going to get my excitement. I love Red Velvet. I think Red Velvet's got a ton of potential, but Red Velvet really hasn't even been used, you know, all that much in a prominent role. Chris Statlander is undergoing a gimmick change. Nyla Chris Rose isn't all that impressive. Sheeta's Chris been off television. Chris Statlander, Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb is great. But Where's she been? Where's she been? Exactly. That's what I mean. That that that's my whole point, dude. It's not about Tony's great, and I'm hoping she's the catalyst for them to start booking the division better. But it's not about Tony right now. You can bring in Tony. You can bring in every any other free agent you want. But what are they doing with them? What are they doing with Ruby Soho? Why do we have Ruby Soho, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker? And Serena Deep, and we're sitting here trying to figure out what's going on with the women's division. They're underbooked, bro. They are underbooked, man. There's only one match that could get to AEW Dynamite, and then there's a match maybe on on Rampage. Some weeks there's no women's matches on Rampage. That that they only point. have three hours of television. But I mean, you know, we could sit here to to argue back and forth, but at the end of the day, bro, the the women's division in AEW is so much. You know, as far as potential goes there, compared to the WWE women's division where it's a complete clusterfuck. 
We can sit here and argue about fucking AEWs, but WWE's got problems up and down that women's division that I don't even want to fucking talk about because we'll be here for the entire two hours. Nah, we're not talking about the E, bro. We're going to stay right here. I know, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's not all that bad over here. It could could be, it's not terrible, but it should be much better. It should be much better. and, And I'm glad the talent's coming in, but right away... I'm thinking more along, along the lines of where are they going to place Tony Stone? I wasn't thinking that with Soho because I figured they would bring in Soho, put her in some great matches with the top women that they have. That's not what we've gotten. So I'm just hoping that they bring in Storm, start using Storm, start using Soho, start using Deep, start using the top tier women that they have in meaningful programs, not just put them in matches. I'm talking meaningful programs outside of the women's title. Maybe that's the entire reason for the Owen Hart Foundation women's side of the tournament. Hopefully. 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 But listen, I'm excited that Tony Storm is here. I mean, this is, to me, going to be... And Jesse Jesse is partially right because there is always that what-if factor about how they're going to be used on television. And and is this going to be just the right now and then she disappears and then goes to dark and we don't see her on Dynamite for months on months on end. I don't want that to be the case. I don't think that's going to be the case with Tony Storm. I think Tony Storm is way too out there for the pro wrestling scene to be hidden away on dark. I think she's incredibly popular. She's more popular than probably anybody on the entire roster. So I don't think that's going to happen. But you are correct that there's always that what if about the now and then where they're going to go. But I do think this tournament's going to be a great foundation for all of the women Depending on how many slots there are in this tournament, if it's going to be eight, if it's going to be 16, I don't know. But I do think this tournament is going to be a great showcase for the women's division outside of what Thunder Rose is doing and outside of what the TBS champion, Jade Cargill, is doing right now because they don't really have much for her going on. They're throwing her random names every fucking time for a title defense. But I think this is going to be a good thing, bro. I do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping and I'm hoping so. But what if we what if we continue to wait? Because what if he's still waiting to get more talent? What if he's gonna wait until Athena comes in? I mean, I don't I don't fucking know. I just want them to get moving. With well, we don't money. know when Athena's coming. Athena could come in in, in the uh, the tournament. She could be one of the qualifiers for the tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ho- hopefully, they gotta mix this shit up, man. You know, we talked about Britt Baker maybe taking a break after dropping that title, but to be honest, bro, she, we can't afford to have her take a break right now. She needs to be in the mix, put her in the fucking tournament. You know, she needs to be in the mix as they bring up the women's division to where it should be with the talent that they have. Oh, yes. If, to- if Tony Khan is bringing in talent, and Britt Baker should be in the middle, in the thick of things for sure. I don't want her taking a break. Yeah, I don't, no, we, only, we only alluded to that because... Thunder Rosa clearly is moving on to other things. And then, you know, Britt Baker, after losing the championship, sometimes the champion goes away for a little bit and then they kind of reassess their situation, come up with a plan, attack, and then get her on TV in uh, several weeks following the title loss. So I don't want that to happen, but I, I do think that you're right. I do think Britt Baker needs to be in the tournament. Right, 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 for sure. Now, who wins the tournament now that Tony Storm has already set the pace? of qualifying first. Do you, do you see Tony going all the way? Obviously, she's an odds-on favorite, and I know a lot of people on my Twitter page this evening were saying, let's do Tony and Serena Deeb in the finals of this tournament. I would rather see Tony, Storm, and Athena 
in the finals. If if she's coming, if she if she's coming for the tournament, I would rather see two brand new women in the finals of the tournament. Um, not to exclude any of the women that's been there, because the tournament is is made to help um start and progress storylines. So we have storylines to build for them in the middle of, but only one can win. So I just think it'll be interesting if we had um, two new talents come in, battle it out, and they could probably even start a feud going from that point. But um, I wouldn't argue with Deeb and, and Tony Storm. I mean, anything Serena Deeb is A-OK with me. So you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're lobbying for two ex-WWE talents, one that got cream pie to the face and the other one that got demoted to NXT and then fired because Bruce Pritchard remember who she was. You want two ex-WWE women to... Final this tournament. They're all ex WWE women. I think everyone but Sheeta. <laughs> I'm only joking, man. I, I, listen, they're I would all, love for that to happen. Here's just just, just to see the intro inscribed, bro. To NXT. Say again. I think even Britt Baker was over there doing tryouts for NXT. Back. Are you kidding me, man? She got squashed by Nia Jax on uh, on some fucking Monday night show. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're all they're all ex WWE, but now they're here to actually become real talent. So awesome. Listen, man, if that ends up happening, I'd love to see the E-Drones cry, bro. Seriously, their tears, they hydrate me greatly every week. I love it. It's amazing, man. Listen, Tony Storm's going to be a great addition to the AEW Women's Division. I think we can all agree on that. Three matches with Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Athena comes in. I'd love to see that. Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida, Ruby Soho, you name it, man. It's going to be a great signing for AEW. So, Tony Khan... Good job on that. CM Punk, bro. CM Punk, not going to spend too much time on CM Punk. We've been talking about this week over week over week. CM Punk mentioned that he wants the world championship. He mentioned it in in signing. Uh, he was on uh, the turnbuckle, and he did the, the belt thing around his waist with his hands, the hand gesture. Today on Dynamite, he was interviewed by Tony Schiavone after his match with Max Caster, and he said he wants to be the AEW heavyweight champion. So we know where his mindset is at. The question I pose to you, and this is what I was going back and forth with with myself, we're clearly heading towards an Adam Cole and Adam Page match, round two for the AW World Championship. I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with Punk Page or Punk Cole. In fact, if I was to choose, I'm probably leaning towards Punk and Cole because they're both... I mean, they're all three Ring of Honor guys, but I would love to see that match, and I know it's been talked about with both parties there, Cole and Punk. Which way are you going here, bro? Or you say, fuck it, and throw them in a triple threat match, and then we get the triple threat match at double or nothing between Punk, Page, and Cole. The triple threat match actually sounds um, intriguing, to be honest. Um, But I don't know if I'm okay with Punk beating Hangman or if he faces Cole, it would be very early into Cole's championship run. Yes. Cole, Cole will probably, and I don't know how long they can hold off on it. will probably be a transitional champion. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see that happening, bro. Punk said he was going to become champion. He didn't guarantee he's going to become champion right now in this run. He just said he will be champion before he, before he leaves. Yes. Yeah, we don't know when that's going to happen. It could happen at the end of the year. All of this could be just hearsay now, plant the seeds. This is where the road is going to take us, and Punk ends up challenging for the world championship come November at full gear. We don't know. 
could be that. It could be next year. Punk said he's going to become champion before he leaves. I fucking believe him, 100%. Well, he is going to be the world champion, bro. One time at least before he leaves here, he will be the world champion. Right, right. It's just not, we don't No, but I thought you said part-timers like Punk can't hold the world title, bro. Huh? I thought you said part-timers like Punk can't hold the world title, that they're not here for the world title. No, I thought he was. I thought he wasn't gonna be here for the world title. But once he said that's what he wants to do, then I'm hey, there's there's no more there's no more debating that now. It, that's over, that's done. So but now do I want Punk to beat Hangman? Hangman's Hangman's title run is now starting to get interesting. It's now starting to get um fruitful. I'm starting to enjoy it. So having a big baby face like Punk come beat him does not seem like a very good idea. If someone's going to beat him, it should be a top heel. I could see Cole beating him, but I don't see Punk beating Cole that quickly after Cole wins. So that's why I'm saying I don't see Punk winning the title anytime soon. Well, we are definitely heading in that direction, and it's going to be a very interesting situation. Do you think that they hold the, the Cole and Page match till double or nothing? Can we get all the way to double or nothing with these two still feuding then? When is double or nothing? Uh, Memorial Day weekend, May. Oh hell no, man! No, that'll be on a special. It'll be that'll be on a it'll special. Be, it'll be, be like, you know, there's gonna be a battle. There's gonna be a battle of the belts before uh, before we hit the summer. I think a battle of the belts is happening in April, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, we can't go that long. We gotta go through the summer. That's going through SummerSlam. You know, weekend, everything else. We can't go that fucking long. So if I mean, this is this creates a, a nice scenario if we do that. I mean, is Cole even going to touch a world championship right now? Do you still keep the title on page? I mean, if, if, Cole, if Cole wins, who is he defending? There's, there's a lot of questions that I have that I don't really have an answer to. I'm a, I'm a man of many words, but I don't, really, I don't really have the mindset to fill in these blanks right now because it's very wide open. If Cole wins the title, then who would he defend the title against in the interim going into double or nothing? I would keep the, Cole, I would keep the, the title on Hangman. Putting it on Cole... And then you have the elite going through their issue and everything else with Kenny coming back and all of the above. Um, I don't, I wouldn't, there's no need for, for Cole to have the title right now. Meaning, meaning there is plenty of interesting storyline for Cole and the elite and red dragon and Kenny to go through without needing the title for it. And that leaves hangman with the title to do much more interesting things with other people. Yes. So, they can easily work. I, I see. Here's what I see. If if they do another match with Cole and Hangman, I think I see the return of Kenny in that match to cause Hang to cause um Cole that title. Hey, uh, Kenny showed up on BTE and he already made like a little comment about he's not happy with Adam Cole. Well, how does he look on BTE? Looks good. He looks, looks good. Refreshed. I love the, I know Meltzer said last time we read the Observer that Meltzer said he was about to get hernia surgery. I believe. Uh, he, he, he looked fine. He didn't look like he was held up or wrapped up or injured or recovering. He just looked like Kenny. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe we do get that. Maybe we do get that and uh, we get the elites and now the undisputed elite kind yes. of building towards their feud. So it is going to create some interesting storylines and nothing is really uh, wavered here. Nothing's really t- taken a detour. Uh, Adam Cole, Adam Page, I'm very much looking forward to their second world title match. Punk is going to be in the mix whether that's going to be at double or nothing or it's going to be after double or nothing, that remains to be seen. But one thing is for sure, uh, CM Punk is going to be the AW World Champion at some point, I believe, this year in 2022. And Jesse, before we get to the actual post-show and break this thing down, the other big thing that I 
thought was a huge part of Dynamite tonight was the breakout performance of Wheeler, Utah against Brian Danielson, bro. This is exactly what we love about AEW. This was exactly why we wanted Brian, this Brian, in AEW. I don't think we would have ever gotten this type of Brian in WWE. Look at the opportunities that Brian has given to a lot of this young talent on AEW so far. Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, now Wheeler Yuta. I mean, you name it. This was a breakout performance for him. Easily Wheeler Yuta's best match to date. Probably the best match of his career so far. And he ultimately proved that he is good enough for William Regal's boys. Wheeler Yuta is fantastic at what he does. I'm putting I'm putting Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia in the same boat. I think these are two extremely underrated and extremely talented wrestlers who just need some mentorship from some guys who's been through it all. And that's exactly what they're getting. The next time anyone starts talking about how AEW does not build new stars, after we get past the Sammy Guevara's and after we get past the Darby Allens and you know, the top flights, I'm going to focus on Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. These guys are being focused on because of their in-ring ability, and they're going to get them gimmicks. They're going to get them over. They're going to get them some personality, some mic skills. These guys are going to be great. Yeah, I thought this was awesome. I thought this was a breakout performance for him, and uh, he absolutely killed it with Brian tonight. Goes to show you how valuable Brian's time is in AEW with matches like this. Crowd was completely behind Wheeler Yuta. Everybody loves Brian to begin with, but everybody was solely behind Wheeler Yuta in this match in South Carolina. Awesome stuff there. Love to see more of what happens there development-wise with Wheeler Yuta hopefully impressing William Regal. Guys, we're going to go over the entire show. We're going to break this thing down. I got some news and rumors as well. We got uh, a pretty great endorsement by John Cena. Yes, John Cena on Max Caster. We'll get into that in a little bit. And we got AEW and the reason why they're not bringing back specific talent. This has people up in arms on social media. And this is the stupidity of social media. They think, Jesse, that WWE releasing over 200-plus performers during the pandemic is similar to AEW cutting budget because they won't bring back Joey Janela. And Marco Stunt is the latest that they won't be bringing back, man. The tears and the complaints on social media were crazy today because of Marco Stunt. It, was he let go? He said he posted something about plans changing. I don't, mean, I don't know, man. I, I believe I, I'll read the story when we get to the part. I'll do it right at the top, right after the, uh, the, the whole spiel I have to go through. But I believe AEW told him that he wasn't going to be paid anymore for sitting at home. Oh, okay, I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't read too far into it. I just saw his post in passing. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through it. I didn't read the entire thing, but apparently he's not being brought back. But that's in the news as well. Like I said, we'll go over Dynamite. Main event tonight was Darby Allen and Andrade El Idolo. Awesome stuff there. Thank you guys for joining us on Off The Script. First, before I get into any business here, man, major, major, major shout-out to Vincent Tarantini. Not only did he donate $100 in the Super Chat already, but Vincent Tarantini brought, and it was shown on TV all night, and I hope everybody saw it, man, in the crowd, on TV, in that locker room, 
Huge off-the-script sign. He was even wearing an LTB long-term booking t-shirt. Vincent Tarantini, bro, your drinks tonight are on the house, man. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, brother. That meant the world to me. I love seeing that, man. If you guys are at these shows and you're listening to the podcast, follow Vincent's footsteps, man. I love that shit. Thank you, brother. That was fantastic. And he had a, a, a little Chi-Town Smart logo on there, too. Just want to point that out. Oh, I, I didn't see that. Oh, I saw it. I saw uh, it. Yeah, of course you did. Of course I you saw did. It. But anyway, uh, Vincent, thank you so much, brother. That means the world to us. And uh, definitely, definitely, uh, next meet and greet, bro. If, if you're there, rounds, rounds are on me. Follow me on social media, guys. At JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I see 676 likes in the chat. Let's try and get to 1,000, man. 1,000 is the minimum goal for the live stream tonight for AEW Dynamite right here on OTS. Jesse, what's going on with your YouTube channel, man? What's going on in the uh, the world of AEW Dark? Guys, we are still doing what we do on Mondays and Tuesdays. AEW Dark live watch-alongs. The sound quality has improved. I'm still working on a few other things. We're going to keep improving the channel. So all my day one, as you know who you are, much appreciated. If you are not <laughs> yeah, there, my day one. Down. Join me Mondays and Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. We watch AEW Dark, guys, live. We'll dish out tacos for the guys who deserve it and for the women who deserve it. And for the guys who suck, they don't get tacos, bruh. Or worse, they get sour cream. But... I got something else that I want to ask. I have I have a favor to ask of the of the OTS family. Alright. So I got a friend, alright, that I went to well we didn't go to school today. We went to different schools, but we worked together when we were in high school. Alright. And we were good friends. We hung out, you know, after work, outside of work, stuff like that. And then as we grew up and graduated, we you know grew apart separately. And this friend of mine ended up taking a route and becoming a WWE superstar. This friend of mine, you guys know him as Armando Alejandro Estrada. All right. Now, I've been reaching out to my boy Armando and he likes to use his Twitter for kayfabe. He doesn't like to fucking use it for real shit. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to tweet at this motherfucker, dude. Real Armando haha. Real Armando haha. Tweet at this fucking ass. I want you guys to fucking Twitter bomb this fucking prick, dude. And tell this motherfucker to acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Everyone. Real Armando haha. Dead serious, guys. Twitter bomb this fucking prick. OTS the fuck out of him right now. I gave him a few days of warning. He didn't want to listen. Let him fucking have it. I'll even start spilling his fucking dirty secrets if I need to. Maybe I won't. You are a fucking prick. I can see you now, you asshole. Jesus Christ, bro. You're worse than Ron Drowsy, bro. What the fuck? You want to talk about somebody being long-winded? <laughs> you... You of all people, oh. you give me a fucking you give me a fucking platform to say something, and then you start fucking him doing this shit. Oh, I do it out of love, man. <sighs> Listen, man, I'm a sports entertainer, okay? 
So are you. Guys, it's pro wrestling shit, man. I'm dead serious. Real Armando haha. I've never done this shit before. I'm not fucking making it up. I'm dead serious. It's a good friend of mine. I, I went to, I, we went to, um, we didn't go to, again, we didn't go to the same. We used to work together. We have mutual friends to this day, right now. And he's being an asshole. Everybody tweet at him. Everyone. If you got Twitter, do it. There you go. That's it. Make sure you guys go check out the channel, man. Tons of content on there. Monday Night Raw, NXT. Nobody watches NXT. I don't even know why the fuck I'm here on Tuesday nights. But it's there. Go check it out. WW2K22 content is there as well. I uploaded an extra today. Bro, listen. What about the rumor of Shane McMahon and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, bro? What, what, are, you, what are you doing? You, you want to watch the world burn with me on Saturday night? If that's the case. No? No? You, you, want, you want it to be Cody, bro? I, I know. Listen, bro. I know you love Cody. I heard you're a bigger fan of Brandy Rhodes, actually, bro. Oh, this guy's boring. This is what you fucking do, right? Oh, this guy's talking. I'm <laughs> bored, Anyway, go check that shit out, man. And today's sponsor is Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash scripts. Make sure you guys sign up. 30 days free of their service and one free audio book of your choice. Best thing is, if you guys want to cancel in that 30-day grace period... You still get to keep your audiobook for free. That is audibletrial.com slash scripts. It's going to be a busy week, guys. Also, I'll be live for Ring of Honor. That is Supercard of Honor on Friday. I will not be covering SmackDown. Nobody wants to watch the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, especially with Finn Balor in there and Ricochet, who, by the way, don't even have a WrestleMania spot. Uh, they're in the Battle Royal, though. So WWE was gracious enough to put them in the Battle Royal. I'll be covering Ring of Honor. Tony Khan's first attempt at Ring of Honor. So we'll be doing that live. And then Saturday afternoon, I got to wake up early because NXT stand and deliver is 12 noon. So I got to do that. And then WrestleMania night one, obviously, and then night two, and then Raw after Mania. It's going to be a very, very busy next few days, guys. So make sure you guys make OTS your number one destination. Let's start off with this news, Jesse, before we get into the CM Punk and Max Caster match that opened AEW Dynamite. On top of the Tony Storm news, we had news about Marco Stunt not being brought back to AEW and budget cuts are being cited as the reason. Now, since January, there's been talk about certain wrestlers exiting the company when their contracts expired. Leo Rush's deal had already expired. Peter Avalon is working on a per-date deal, and he's no longer under a long-term contract. Marco Stunt hasn't been used on AEW television in many months, and rumors about his departure have been swirling the internet since January. Marco Stunt's deal is due to expire in May, and it will not be renewed. In an update posted by Sean Ross Sapp today, the reason given for why Stunt's deal was not renewed is that the roster has been growing, and they are trimming the roster because of budget cuts. Sapp reports that Stunt got a call from AEW's head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels. The split was said to be amicable, and the conversation went well. Since Stunt's exit from AEW, they have dropped the Jurassic Express name. They are referring to the remaining two members as simply Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Sounds like a Bruce Prichard move, if I am uh, being honest with you. The last time Stunt wrestled a match on AEW television was on an episode of AEW Dark from last September. He's been wrestling on the indies, including GCW's Don't Tell Me What to Do pay-per-view that aired last month in New Jersey. 
Jesse, I think we are pretty much in the same boats that we discussed with uh, Mr. Janela and Leo Rush. None of these people, they never sign exclusive deals. Every one of these guys was able to go to the Indies and go and work and do what they need to do to make ends meet and work whatever dates that they want. They weren't solely exclusive to AEW like an Adam Cole, like a Moxley, like a Keith Lee, and guys like that. Punk, you guys know the bigger names that just signed to AEW. They are exclusive. They are not allowed to work anywhere unless it is a huge deal and Tony Khan approves it. Everybody else can work these little GCW shows, MLW. They want to go over to Japan and do whatever they got to do. Fine, they want to work uh, places like House of Glory. They could do that as well. But the thing is, Jesse, the year ones, and this is not the first time we've discussed this, the year ones, Tony Khan needed bodies. Tony Khan needed names. Some of these names had some indie value. AEW wasn't really known at all. They were an upstart company. He needed bodies for the first couple years until where Tony Khan wanted to take it, like we see now, and people like Marco Stunt and Joey Janela, they serve their time, they serve their purpose. And now Tony Khan, he's not releasing them. He didn't release anybody in the middle of a pandemic. He paid everybody through the pandemic. He's just simply telling them, thank you. I don't need you anymore. You're free to go do whatever you want. The door is open. If I need you, I'll give you a call. That's pretty much the basis of the entire situation, bro. But people are making it into a bigger deal than it really is. Yeah, they are. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, as excited as you were about Joey Janela getting fired, you know. Well, but. I mean, when you when you go publicly on a fucking shill podcast and say, you know, I've decided not to re-sign with AEW, you would have to be offered a contract, bro, to then make that statement about declining to go back to AEW. They didn't need Janela like they did not need Marco Stunt. That's why right. I got all animated. I wasn't offended by it. He didn't call you out, did he? Uh, I don't know. I don't give a fuck what he says. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it sucks. I mean, yeah, but yeah, we can't keep everybody. Some people have to go. You know, it sucks. I wish them well. We'll see them on the indies. Same for Marco. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Janela, but, you know, I'm like, I'm like everyone else. I mean, I mean, thanks for being here for the start. You know, it's not to say that he can't come back for some one-offs. No. But, or... Not even that. Who's to say he can't build his value up somewhere else and then come back for another run? I've seen people do it before. So who's to say? Who's to say Marco Stunt doesn't go build his value up and maybe get signed by WWE? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
uh, Marco Stunt might have a better career in WWE. Probably. Be yeah, be honest. I mean, he will be chasing 24 titles around. Don't get me well, wrong, I mean, but... Uh, or, or he could fit He could fit nicely on NXT. I mean, well, I mean, they, 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 you know, people like Marco Stunt, they have a very short shelf life. They yeah. had people like Marco Stunt in NXT already, and they didn't really last, and they were let go. So, I, I mean, like Jesse said, he could build his value up and go do something else, and then, again, be brought back to AEW for whatever they need him for. If they come up with something, come on in. We got this idea for you. We'd like to work with you again. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Dude, when when Zack Ryder got released from WWE, you know, I was like, okay, well, who gives a shit, you know? But look at this guy now. You know, he's in the same he's a, he's in a similar position to Cody. If he went back to the E and tried to get an offer, he wouldn't get anything along the lines of what Cody's getting, but he'll get something better and he'll get some TV time cuz he's made himself worth a lot more right now. So, who's to say? I mean, weirder things have happened, you know? Well, Marco Stunt is not coming back. Leo Rush, you know, the Janellas of the world, they they were not given another contract by Tony Khan, and he paid them up until, or I believe he's, I, I didn't really see, maybe I seen some, someone bullshitting on social media. I believe Tony Khan is paying him up until the end of his contract. So, it, it's it's not like Tony Khan mistreated them. He just said, I, I don't really need you right now. We're going in a different direction. Thank you for your help, and thank you for your support. We'll see you down the road. Everybody's making this into a bigger deal than it really is, but, you know, the company is going to start cutting budget, folks. Everybody yeah, wants, everybody Everybody says, every, all, all, all of Tony Khan's financial advisors, oh, they got a bloated roster. Oh, my God, they got so many people. How many ex-WWE people are they going to bring in? Starting to look like a WWE landfill. Now you're complaining when Tony Khan actively wants to cut the budget, so the payroll is in line, and he's setting himself up for contract renewals with Time Warner and Turner Sports. W- what do you want from the fucking guy? He does this, you shit on him. He does that, you shit on him. He can't win with yeah, you people. I, was, I, I would, I would, I would never be one of those guys who who are complaining that people did not get re-signed. He didn't fire anybody, bro. He signed them for a contract and he honored the contract. Unless you did something specifically to cost yourself your contract, if Tony Khan offers you a deal, he's paying you for the deal, even through the pandemic, which I believe is the most important thing here. And. WWE did not do that. They fired people. People bought homes. People had kids. People had things going on financially, and they thought they had secure jobs, and the company that made more money than anything ever fired them from their, from their you know, low budget. And I, I mean, look, people like, I think people like Braun Strowman are a little bit different. I think that guy was being paid too much. Yes, that but, that's a great example, Jesse. That is a budget cut release. He was making $1.2 million a year. So that was, that was too much, but that's not to say they could not have restructured his deal and offered him something more equivalent to what his value was at the time. Yes. So I don't, I'm not a fan of releasing. If you were signed to a deal, if I'm signed to WWE and I decided to go and go work AEW, I'd be in deep shit. I'd be sued. I'd be all, I'd be up the Creek, but you decide that you don't want me anymore. Then I'm fired, and I have fucking nothing but this ninety day fucking paycheck coming in. I mean, that's that's not fucking fair, dude. And if if I'm stuck with you, you're stuck with me, unless one of us does something to fuck it up. That's how it should be. If you sign them three years, 
fucking paid him for three years. Yes. I mean, you want to keep him off TV because you have nothing for him? That's on you. That's you wasting your own money. Yes. But you should not be firing people if you hired them to a, to, to a deal. That's just the way I look at it. So oh. if your contract expired and you've decided that what you have gotten from that person during that contract is no longer worth it and you opt to not re-sign it, that does not make you an evil boss. That just makes you a businessman that say, hey, we took a shot at you. It didn't pay off. So we're going to part ways. Maybe we'll come back to it later. Yeah. Simple. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, WWE fired over 200 people, 75%, I would say, probably a little bit more than that, maybe 80% were all hires of Triple H and his team and what they did with NXT. There is a definite correlation to that. But this is not the same thing that WWE did with uh, with their 200 talent releases. This is not the same thing that Tony Khan now is doing with fucking poor little Marco stunt. Tony Khan didn't fire anybody but Jimmy Jacobs, and Jimmy Jacobs was fired because he got blasted during the Me Too movement or speaking out movement or whatever the fuck it was. So that's the only termination that he's had in his entire run as head boss, head honcho in AEW. This is not a comparison by any means. So if you or anybody else is making that comparison, if you see this comparison being made on social media, immediately ignore it. It's not the same. You mean Havoc? Jimmy Havoc, yes, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, what did I say, Jimmy Jacobs? Yeah, same yeah, fucking Havoc, thing. Yeah, no, Havoc got, Havoc got caught up, yeah. and he got let go. Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs, sense. Jimmy Havoc, yes, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, dude, that, I mean, that's a reason, you're a public figure, your public persona has been tarnished because of your own actions, that's a reason, I can't make any money off of you, but you running around being accused of this shit. Yeah. So other than that, dude, if I'm gonna, if I'm if I want to let you go because you're not getting over, or you're not, or you're underperforming, and things like that, it is not only the performer's fault, you know, it's also the 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 promoter's fault. So together, they need to work together to get said talent over. And if you've done everything and you tried your best and you're done trying, then that's great. Then let them sit home and pay them. Then somebody that's what Tony Khan has been doing for quite a few people, but he's not firing them. Two two people in the chat mentioned the Evelise. Evelise was never signed to an AEW contract. No, she was e- not. Evelise was only on a pay per appearance deal. She was never given a AEW contract at all. So you know, for everybody saying that Tony Khan released Evelise, no, he did not. He just didn't want her back because of no. issues with Thunder Rosa. That's it. No, stop stop looking for the one exception, guys. There is no exceptions. No one was no one in AEW was fired just because they weren't getting over. Or for budget cuts or yeah. for whatever ridiculous reason. No one. If you were fired from your contract, it's because of something that happened or something that you did. So that's that. Marco Stunt's not coming back. And uh, again, like I said, if you see people mentioning this on social media, making the comparisons, don't even bother with it. It's not anywhere close to being the same. CM Punk, Jesse, started the show off. We got Punk opening Dynamite against Max Caster. Punk came out first. Huge reaction in South Carolina. Max Caster came out, and I was very curious to know what he was going to say as far as his rap entrance towards CM Punk, and I thought this was very good by Max Caster. He mentioned Will Smith and said, I'm like Will Smith. I'll slap you if you're smiling. And then he made a Hunter Biden cocaine joke, I think. And then... He said his teeth are messed up and his movies are the only way he'll ever go to sleep. And he said he's not the voice of the voiceless because the ladies say he's the voice of the moistless. So good. CM Punk was standing in the ring. He actually had a, I don't know if he was angry at the moistless line, but at the end of the day, 
I, I think he was actually quite humored by Max Caster here, and I and I thought I saw a little smirk on CM Punk's face in, in a way that I think he appreciated uh, the level of creativity that Max Caster brought to the intro here with his match against CM Punk. I don't know what you thought, Jesse. I thought Punk was kind of humored by what Max Caster said. Probably it looks like it. He he had a, he had a nice chuckle out of it, and Max Caster, man, that guy has range from the outside, dude. That guy. The pop that they get when they come out is because we know, we know we're about to get some Max Caster heat. Every time, they when they come out on Dark, I don't care if they come out on Rampage, when they come out, they know we're about to get some Max Caster heat, dude. And that's just what he gave us. I love this guy coming out every goddamn time. So, Max Caster probably on cloud nine after, uh, after today. John Cena actually did an interview with uh, Forbes and that... Uh, that WWE shill over there, Alfred Konua, you know, the guy that uh, thinks that AEW is uh, all white elite or uh, whatever the fuck he talks to. They're not diverse enough over there, apparently, to Alfred. Poor Alfred. I'm sorry, Alfred. Sorry, Alfred. Clearly, you're not watching AEW. Uh, but he was interviewed there by Mr. Alfred, and he mentioned Max Caster did John Cena. He says, I know of Max Caster very well, and the answer is No. And Cena asked if he could beat Caster in a rap battle. That's why he said no. He's extremely gifted. I remember hearing him for the first time and asking a good friend of mine to please pass his information on to me. I immediately checked out his raps out of the blue, and I saw he was doing spectacular. I wish him all the best of luck, but I can't give him any advice because he's punching far above my weight class. He's very gifted. He's gifted enough to rhyme to the beat live, where I kind of did my stuff a cappella to let the punchlines sink in. Hip-hop constantly evolves, and it constantly moves forward, and he is the better version of what I did. He's really, really spectacular. As long as he keeps everything in realistic perspective, he shows great potential. John Cena, John Cena put over Max Caster better than anything I've seen so far, bro. That is absolutely the cream of the crop right there as far as compliments go. If you're getting something like that from John Cena, man, your career is going to be a great one. John Cena just put over an AEW talent yes. better than WWE has put over any of their new talent. Yeah. Any of their new talent. Unless you are a Stone Cold or or a Lita or, or you know, a Sonny Ray or some shit, you know, you're not, I mean, you're not getting put over. I mean, but... That's a hell of a fucking nod, man. Yeah, Yo, can, we, mean, can we get can we can we get John Cena to say something nice about Ricochet? <laughs> like what? Or maybe uh maybe Mustafa Ali. How about him? Sean Cena any got uh, got any gems about Ali? Yeah, you see Seth trying to throw us off the scent again today? Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, bro, if it's Shane McMahon, bro, you're gonna you're gonna watch the world burn with me, man. I'm gonna love it. Well, maybe it's Mustafa Ali. Well, ne- last time I-, I even tweeted, said next time, next time, don't tweet Ali. The last time Ali got mentioned by somebody on social media in regards to WrestleMania, he lost three times in the last forty-eight hours as Intercontinental Champion. You don't want that, Seth. Come on now. Yeah, no, I don't want that, man. Anyway, Punk beat Caster. Decent little match here. People are crying. Oh, nothing, nothing match for CM Punk. Why are they putting him in nothing matches? Everything that Tony Khan does is by design, you fucking geeks. He's winning matches. He's going to be number one contender by winning matches. That's why he was given this match 
with Max Caster. Let it sink in, folks. It's not a nothing match. Tony Khan has a vision, and that's what he's doing with CM Punk. Apparently, everybody thinks Punk is uh, a shell of himself. I seem to think differently. I think Punk has been doing absolutely fantastic, and that was obviously a great match with Mr. Uh, Dax Harwood last week. This was a, a decent little match here with Max Caster. Max Caster's still coming along. You know, he's going to be a breakout singles guy, Jesse. Right now, I believe Bowen's is injured again slightly. Not as bad as he was last time, but there's a reason why uh, they're not doing the tag team thing right now. Bowens is injured again. And I feel like it's bad luck for them there because I do think that they should win a tag team title before they, they even think about breaking them up and doing the singles thing. Yeah, this is the second tag team Punk has run through in two weeks. Uh, he beat Dax, right? And he beat Caster. He didn't really run through the tag team. No, no. Let's see if he goes through another tag team next week. Well, I mean, they got other guys, but let's let's put him in there with uh, let's put him in there with uh, Wheeler Yuta. Ooh, no, Yuta's busy, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's Yuta put him in there with the butcher, bro. Getting, bro. Getting let's put him in there with the butcher. That's a tag team. I know. I'm just playing <laughs> off what you're saying. Never mind. All right. CM Punk. Uh, he beat Caster here. Uh, the official's back was turned. And uh, Punk was obviously in control. Bowens was there. He was trying to cause a distraction. And uh, Caster landed a coast-to-coast dropkick off the distraction because Punk fell off the top rope, and he nailed it barely. He got a two-count. He went for the mic drop, elbow drop. Punk rolled out of the way and hit a straight pile driver on Max Caster right into the Anaconda device, and that was it. For CM Punk here on AEW Dynamite, like I said, decent little match. Caster held his own in there against Punk, and Punk is winning matches. After the match, Punk gestured around his waist, hand motion, saying that he wants a title, and everybody knows what title he wants. And Tony Schiavone gets into the ring and interviews CM Punk about what he did Last week, Punk signaled with his hands he wants a belt around his waist. Punk put his arm around Shivani and says he's not sure who the champion will be in a week. He said it'll be either be Adam Cole or Hangman Page. He says he does know there's a lot of gray in his beard now, and there will be more gray before his time in AEW is over. He said there will also be more scars, and he will be AEW world champion before his time in AEW is over. So this is clearly going to be a reality. They are just letting you know before it absolutely happens. Who is going to be against? I don't know. Could be Page. It could be Cole. Uh, We don't really need Cole to be a transitional champion. Adam Page right now is doing great as the world champion. We might not see this happen until the end of the year. But like I mentioned, and I mentioned this several weeks ago, and I'm sticking to my guns, CM Punk's going to win the world championship. And when the time is right, MJF is going to win that world championship when he does from CM Punk. That's the vision that I have, Jesse. I think that falls in line with what Tony Khan is thinking as well. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that coming. Um, again, I just, I really think it would be a bad idea to have Punk take that title off of Hangman, or for that matter, any other baby face. You want to strip it from a heel who the, the, the fans want to boo and someone they want to see lose, Fantastic. Um, I'm not sure if I want to see Punk beat Hangman Adam Page for that title, though. Don't you think if Punk beats Page in a very well hard-fought match, 
I don't think it would take anything away from Paige. I don't think it would make him less than. Nah, nah, nah. They have a, a knockdown, a knockout, you know, burn burner. You know, it, it, it'd be all right. But it, it just wouldn't feel right. Take it from a heel. I would, I, would, I would be much more comfortable watching Punk take it from a heel and not a heel that just won the title, too. Well, it's got to be a right heel then. It can't be somebody like Adam Cole who's playing a heel, but the crowd absolutely loves him and everything that he does. You know, a, yeah. lot, of pe- a lot of people say Adam Cole should be a babyface because they cheer everything that he does. But I-, I think we need, like, we need a true heel, bro. We need, like, an MJF-level heel. I-, I don't know if there's anybody at that level underneath MJF right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would, it would be perfect. It would be perfect. And uh, at the same time, if MJF gets that title, I don't want to see him lose it for a while. No, I don't know how long Punk's deal is actually for. Does anyone actually know that? If I was to make a logical guess, I would say three years. Yeah, I would. I mean, it would would be a guess though, because we're coming up on a year now. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's that's actually a really good question. I wonder how long Punk is on for. If Punk is the world champion, and we do get a solid reign with Punk as the world champion, I I beg of Tony Khan, we need to see Brian versus Punk for that world title. They're doing a stadium show, bro. That's the match that headlines that stadium show. Yes, yes. If 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 Punk is gonna take the title from Brian, yes, absolutely. Yes. He O'Brien versus face face Punk. Yes. yes, do it. Alex Marvez. He was going to interview MJF and FTR backstage. Mark Sterling comes out of nowhere and starts putting these flyers on the TV screens backstage and on the wall. You guys saw. Hard cam against the barricade well, that was covered by the AW logo, the black cloth that covers the barricade. There were uh, Wardlow signs saying, do not let this man into the arena. So MJF <laughs> had the, the signs made to uh, notify security. If you see this man, do not allow him into the building. Marvez asked why they were doing that. MJF said, they don't say his name anymore. Marvez mentioned Wardlow. Don't mention his name around here anymore because he doesn't exist in this universe anymore. He said the Pinnacle are going to start getting wins now that that big oath is out of the way. He said FTR will beat the Asinine Boys, and then next week, Sean Spears will get an easy win over Sean Dean. Dax says he's not sure what's going on between him and Wardlow, but MJF and Wardlow, you know, they are both Cash and Dax's friends, and they don't want to get in the middle of it. So MJF said, listen, we're not just friends, we're, we're goddamn family. He said he didn't want to tell them before, and this, this, I don't know why this made me laugh my ass off. You know, listen, you know, we're goddamn family, but I didn't want to tell you guys before this, but I, I got to tell you now, Wardlow always talks shit about you guys behind shit. your back. I don't know why I laughed, I don't know why I laughed at that, but the way his delivery was, I laughed my ass off. FTR, obviously, they, they looked a little, you know, skeptical about, what MJF was telling them. MJF said they're here to talk about winning, not Wardlow. We offered the pinnacle uh, hand stacking gesture that they do, and Dax, he put his hand in there in the most, I don't give a fuck what we do way. It was great, bro. We may be seeing the end, not only of the inner circle, but the pinnacle as well. MJF may be all by himself, and it looks like all the rumors are true. FTR may be going babyface, bro. It may be interesting to see both Dax and Cash, who I have admired as a tag team. I think they're one of the best tag teams in all of pro wrestling in the world. They've operated mainly as a heel duo. 
Now, for the first time since we've known them through NXT and the main roster, now in AEW, they may be babyface. Yeah, they had some FTR chance in there, man. Um, me personally, I don't know if I want to see babyface FTR, but that's just a me thing. Um, and me interested to see how they pull it off, but their wrestling style alone really screams heel because they don't do the big, you know, high end spots. Yeah. You know, but you put them in a match with some high flyers and they'll sneak a couple of in and then they'll help the high flyers make their moves look better. But their wrestling style alone screams heel. So that's just a me thing. Babyface run might be all right. We'll see. Um, I'm hoping they I'm hoping they stay heel, though. But it seems like they put the faction back together just to kind of facilitate a breakup for it, you know, because that's kind of what they're doing. And if Wardlow's out of the question and, and MJF is, is, is wrecking his whole relationship with FTR, MJF needs a heavy. Maybe that's where we're going to get Brian Cage. Yeah, we, we discussed that last week. MJF seems to be heading down a path where he's going to end up by himself. You know, MJF is great. And as great as he is, he is a heel that always seems to rely on nefarious yes. means, and he needs that 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 muscle behind him to make him look good. Like we discussed for the last couple of weeks, Brian Cage re-signed the one-year deal with AEW. He didn't really go out there and say it, but it's been reported. He dumbed down the rumors and then said that, yeah, there's a plan for me to come back to television when that is and what that's going to be. We don't really know yet. We're working through that. I could see him be the muscle as well for MJF, and I think that would be a great fit. Fantastic fit. It'll be a fantastic fit, um, mostly because Warlow was suffering from pretty much the same thing that Brian Cage is suffering from. Physically looked great, but the crowd just has no interest in the gimmick and the promo ability and everything else. Um, MJF personally got Warlow over, and I think he can do the same thing for Brian Cage. Yeah, I think so too. I think that would be a great idea. We'll see what Tony Khan has in mind there. Uh, FTR, bro, babyface, uh, do we see, are you feeling a little bit more confident in the rumors about Brett the Hitman Hart coming in and, and managing FTR? They did announce, or they didn't really announce, but they did challenge, FTR did, the Young Bucks to a round two, two-on-two tag team match. Do they lose that match, and do they then enlist Brett the Hitman Hart, Brett the Hitman Hart, as we get closer to uh, double or nothing here? Well... We just talked about FTR going heel, or going babyface from heel, and everything else. And if they're going to pair them with Brett, that seems to be something that could help facilitate a babyface turn. Yes. Because nobody's um, going to boo Brett the Hitman hard. Nah, nah, that's not happening. So put him with FTR, then yeah. Because I was wondering how Brett was going to come in and be heel. But yeah, they're, they, they're seemingly turning FTR babyface. So he could help them get that uh, babyface run over. So um, I wouldn't doubt that at all. So if they do this match with the Bucks and FTR, and do we see Brett there? Do we see Don Callis get involved to help the Bucks? And then do we see Brett come out and handle Callis? You know what? You know now that you ma- now that you mentioned it, I could absolutely see that happen. Yeah, maybe. What better way to uh, get heat than Don Callis and then Brett Hitman Hart come out there and, uh, you know, Brett always had some of the best fucking punches anyway, man. Growing up, I I love the way Brett Hitman Hart used to fucking punch guys, man. 
He's to be How so is Brett great. doing physically these days? I seen a picture of him. I believe he was photographed with some of the uh, Montreal Quebec's hockey team. Brett's a big hockey guy, and uh, apparently he looked great. And same thing about Steve Austin going into WrestleMania on Saturday night. Uh, apparently, Steve Austin looks fantastic for fifty-seven years old. So great. I'm glad everybody's great. keeping in shape, man. We don't need uh, we don't need any more uh, bad news. So uh, yeah, if Brett comes back to TV, man, that's great because. Brett was one of my all-time favorites, and we just celebrated an anniversary. It was the, uh, I don't know what year, but WrestleMania 13, him and Stone Cold, bro, one of the greatest matches, maybe one of the greatest matches of all time. Uh, not only re- best WrestleMania matches of all time, greatest match in the history of the company, uh, and definitely my favorite Bret Hart match of all time against Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania 13 with Ken Shamrock as the special enforcer, man. That shit was, that, that's a thing of beauty, man. I don't think we've ever gotten a match like that even now, today. Awesome stuff. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't need any more premature uh, wrestling deaths these days. Nah. And truth be told, man, I don't hear anyone really talking about it. But we're seeing. We're, we're hopefully coming out of the era of the of the um like the 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 seventies, eighties, nineties, where we had wrestlers doing. I mean, let's be honest. We had too many wrestlers doing way too many steroids. Yes. And. And now, I mean, it's it's pretty much a, a I mean a known thing nowadays. Now the performers nowadays, I'm not gonna sit here and play ignorant like no one's doing steroids anymore. But they are being done much less, and they're being done more controlled under medical supervision. And we're not getting the old days of guys doing roids during the day and then coke and drinks at night. Hopefully, we're getting into the generation where our favorites and our wrestlers are living longer, healthy. Well, it's also, bro, it's also the rigorous schedule that those guys had back in the day. It's nothing like it is today. I mean, WWE still tours, but it's not as bad. Some of those guys were doing two or three shows a fucking night back in the uh, back in the day, well, well before we w- we were born. But it was. You know, a situation where the touring schedule took its toll. And, you know, now that the pandemic hit, things have changed. AEW really isn't taking the show on the road. They wrestle, you know, once a week, twice if there's a pay-per-view, three times if there's a live Dynamite Rampage, and then a pay-per-view, make the whole round for the week. WWE's got Raw SmackDown, and then they take the show on the road. I think there's a couple off days in between. It's not as bad as it was, bro. So, I mean, I think nowadays the, the whole the whole routine is uh, is a lot easier on their bodies, and I know they've made advancements in the it ring is. as well to uh, to lessen the the body uh, slamming and and the the rigors of being a pro wrestler. So I don't know what that details, but I've read that the the enforcement of the ring has changed greatly over the years. It's good. It's good. I want to. I mean, I do want to. I want to see the overall health of everyone get better. You know. Yeah. I mean. Cause I, I mean, I know it was, it was a real, it was real toxic back in the eighties, nineties and shit like that, man. But, um, and steroids got a bad rap because of it. I mean, but again, things taken in moderation and done the right way under supervision and steroids can be a beautiful thing. It's helped plenty of people recover from horrific injuries and things like that. I mean, you just can't live on them. And we I think we're seeing the effects of that from all our favorites from back in the day, dying very, very, very early yeah so so hopefully and, and, and i'm pretty confident of this um our favorite our favorite talents are going to live much longer healthier lives than- speaking of looking healthy john moxley john moxley looks fantastic he was in a match tonight against jay lethal this was announced i believe earlier in the day today on social media by tony khan first time match for these two in AEW. don't know if they previously met somewhere 
before AEW. More Jay Lethal on my television. I've been saying it for the last couple of couple of weeks. Jay Lethal has been great. I know a lot of people have been crying for Jay Lethal to be booked better. Some people don't like Jay Lethal. They think he's boring and plain and ordinary. They don't really see anything, you know, spectacular in Jay Lethal. But Jay Lethal is a fantastic professional wrestler, and so is John Moxley. This was great, Jesse. Uh, it got a lot of reaction from the fans in South Carolina. And Lethal started to kind of taunt Moxley early on. Moxley slapped him across the face. This led to a forearm battle between the two. Moxley took Lethal down with a shoulder tackle, German suplex. He then landed 10 punches in the corner, rapid fire, but Lethal pushed Moxley off, crotched him on the top rope. Lethal followed with a beautiful tope suicida through the ropes. And uh, we got a commercial break right after that. After the commercial break, both guys did a double down in the middle of the ring. Double crossbody, old school style. Both crashed into each other. Both are down. And Moxley, he then gets up, delivers a huge lariat. Lethal came back with his signature lethal combination for two. They traded reversals. Lethal was fighting out of a paradigm shift. Moxley countered the lethal injection into a bulldog choke. Lethal then countered out of it and hit a beautiful brain buster. He followed up with a top rope elbow drop. Ooh, yeah. And Lethal went for the figure four, but Moxley cradled him for two. Moxley then hit a paradigm shift out of nowhere for the one, two, three. Moxley gets the victory as he's now under the tutelage of William Regal again and now paired with Brian Danielson. Jay Lethal, he kind of teased last week that he needs to go in a different direction. And the matches that he's lost outside of the... I don't know who else he lost. He lost to Ricky Starks, he lost to Adam Cole, and he lost to uh, Sammy Guevara. Outside the win for Sammy, there was no nefarious bullshit that happened to get Jay Lethal a loss. Cole and Ricky Starks, they both cheated to win against Jay Lethal. They're teasing something with Jay Lethal, which makes me happy because he's going to be on TV a little bit more, and that's a great thing. But if we see more of this out of Jay Lethal, Jesse, I, I don't know why Tony Khan would not want to put him on television. This was fantastic. I could have easily saw this placed on that Ring of Honor show, and it would have been fucking great. Yeah, no, this is this is great. If they're teasing any kind of change with with Lethal, then it's perfect. It's what he needs because he has the promo ability. He has the in-ring ability. He has the look. He has the, the respect. Guy, yeah, the, the guy's, yes, he's over as fuck. He has respect. He has it all. Just give him something to do, and it looks like that's what they're getting ready to do. So perfect. Just give, just give him something to do. I remember. I remember not that long ago we were all we were talking about Punk, and we would say, "Oh, this this shit with Punk is getting boring. It's not doing anything." And I said, "Everybody, just wait. Just wait until he gets a meaningful story to sink his teeth into, and then we got him an MJF, and then we quit talking about Punk being boring." After so, the, after the match, they shook hands. And obviously something is going to come out of that because uh, Lethal was just a little funny there towards the end of the match. So we'll see what happens uh, in the next chapter of Jay Lethal being on AEW Dynamite. We got uh, we got Marina Shafir, Jesse. We got Marina Shafir. She had a video package show after this match showing her and some of her highlights on AEW Dark. I'll leave this to you, Jesse, because I don't watch Dark. You can fill everybody in on how Marina Shafir has come along here. I have been very vocal that I have not been a big fan of hers while she was in NXT. I thought whatever her and Jessamyn Duke did, they they did not come off well in NXT. And that was under Triple H's guidance there in NXT. They still did not get over the way that they had hoped. 
Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler went on to do their main roster deal. So the horse women of UFC, half of them did not make it while the other half went to the main roster. Jesse, what is Marina Shafir looking like on Dark, and should we be excited about her uh, debut here in AEW? Excited? I wouldn't go that far. All right. But when she first came out on Dark, she looked just as bad as she did when we saw her in NXT. All right. But the last couple of outings, the last two outings that I've seen with Marina Shafir, she looked good. And I can tell you why. Whoever is working with her, they did a really good job at hiding her weaknesses and they highlighted her strengths. She didn't do as much. She did less in the things that she did. It was impactful and it looked great. So she didn't go out there and try to do a whole bunch of shit that she's not great at doing. It looks like she learned a few good things, went out there and executed them well, timed the match perfectly. And at the end of the match, I'm sitting there looking like I did not hate this. This looked really good. And it goes back to what I was saying about her. They got to find her something to do where she's not expected to get into the ring and dominate something. I suggest they put her in a faction as a heavy and use her much like, not exactly like, but much like China was used, the silent female assassin who will beat the shit out of you if she wants to. And it's kind of how they did her for these for these last two matches. She came off as someone who will kick your ass slow and methodically and the moves that she that she made the moves that she did she did them very well at the end of the match it was a short match it was it was meant to be a squash but didn't hate it no botches she looked crisp she looked fucking mean she looked edgy she went straight to work she murdered and then she left done done that's all she needed to fucking do. Now, what no. what what are we what are we looking at as far as Marie Shafir goes? Is she doing the UFC MMA thing? I don't think she's doing anything outside of AEW. No, no, no. I mean, what is her shtick? Is she doing the MMA oh. uh, like yeah. uh, cage yes. fighter gimmick? Yeah, she is. She is a bruiser. She um she has grapples and she has impactful moves. Um, but yeah, she is definitely working like a UFC bruiser type style. Now, yeah. now, how 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 is this going to work when AEW just signed uh, Paige Van Zandt? Ooh, I would keep those two away from each other. You know, you know what this reminds me of. It remind, remember when Sony Deville all those years ago was called up to the main roster? She did that MMA shtick that she had. She looked pathetic doing it. And at yeah. the same time, WWE had Ronda Rousey on the main roster doing the same thing. And they yeah. quickly, they quickly kind of deviated away from that. Slowly but surely, Sony Deville kind of shed that gimmick, and we don't even see Sony Deville then to what she is now. Not even the same person. It, it reminds me of that. We're gonna have two. MMA bruisers here on the main roster. Is it going to get a little too same between Paige Van Zandt and, and Marina Shafir? And then at the end of the day, uh, obviously everybody's going to end up choosing Paige Van Zandt over Marina Shafir because she's more experienced, she's better on the microphone, and all around just a better performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely keep those two away from each other. I can't see them being in the match and making each other look good. All right? But I think if you put them individually with another um, seasoned vet, I think they can be made to look good. I don't well, I, I don't know about I don't know about Paige Van Zandt, but with Marina Shafir, the way the, the last couple of times she came out, she did not look horrible. I could not find any reason to shit on it outside of what I've known about her previously. But the way she looked in those last two matches, 
She was fine. She wasn't, you know, blowing anybody's mind, but she came out. She looked like a dominant fucking bitch and she wasn't taking any shit. And she whooped some ass and she left. That's pretty much all we needed her to do. And she looked good doing it. So how they how they um transition that from dark to TV, I don't know. We'll see. But she didn't look terrible, bro. You know, it makes me it makes me wonder why she was even released from WWE when her husband, Roderick Strong, is legitimately in a fighting group on NXT called Diamond Mine. You got Julius and uh, uh, Brutus Creed over there who have been very good. They've they've molded themselves into a decent little tag team. Ivy Niles over there. She's the bruiser type Marina Shafir female of Diamond Mine. And then you got Roderick Strong. I, I don't know why they released her when... That's her shtick, and she could have easily, Jesse, I believe there may have even been plans when Triple H was there to put Marina Shafir in Diamond Mine with Roderick Strong. Yeah, would have been a good idea. Because like you you said, I'm just just playing off the fact that you said she would probably be good as a muscle in a group, and I don't know why that wasn't even a fucking thought in anybody's head. That would be the perfect, perfect role for her. Put her in in the group and use her as a heavy, put her in a heel stable, and let her be that female that can go out there and just whoop some ass when you need it to. You can give her some matches here and there while she continues to develop into a better into a better in-ring worker. But for right now, I can see her presence being on TV. I can see her I can see her being with 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 William Regal or 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 a fucking a team task or something like that, you know, where she can be a physical presence because what I saw her last two outings, I was I was I don't want to say impressed, but I was not disappointed. And, and listen, before anybody says I want to defend Jesse here, not because he's my friend, but because uh, we have watched and missed greatly NXT at one hour on the WWE Network. We we constantly went back and forth like we do with Dynamite. Appointment television was NXT. He knows Marie Shafir, and he knows exactly the Marie Shafir that I'm thinking about that I did not like. So for Jesse to say that she's gotten better, I honestly think that I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to what she's doing, and I think you guys should as well. This is not him being a shill because it's AEW. This is him just being a mindful fan and appreciating that somebody has progressed from what we saw of her when she wasn't really all that good. She has. She, she has. I think it's a little bit, a little bit of a combination of her improving and someone working with her, showing her how to make herself look better in a match. I think they're doing a phenomenal job at it. FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler defeated the Gun Club, Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. I will say this about the Gun Club, Jesse. I was not a big fan of them early on. I thought they were just there to kind of ride the coattails of Billy Gunn. But man, oh man, you know, the more I see of them, the potential is there. The more that I, that I see them and, and the way that they they go about themselves in the ring and carry themselves in the ring, man, a couple of years, a couple of years more maturity on both of these guys, man, they're going to be a top tag team in AEW. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I think the Gun Club are also benefiting from the fantastic way that AEW is using their veterans. Yes, um, I mean it's their father, but he's he's I mean he's a legend. He's a veteran, and they're using them correctly. He was in the ring with them a few times. He comes out with them. He helps do angles with them. Gun Club is getting over with the help of a veteran. FTR is working with a veteran. You know, uh, um, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, working with a veteran. These guys are all working with veterans, and and they are helping them get over from their namesake and everything else. 
I fucking love it. And I, yeah, I think the gun club are gonna, are gonna get there, man. I mean, they they got heat. You know, it's it's a little bit of some comical heat right now, but I don't see nothing. I mean, if you put them in a couple of serious angles where they take away a little bit of that comedy and put some edginess in there to them, they're in there. They're good. Yes, Billy Gunn is not going to Saudi Arabia and beating Bray Wyatt for the WWE Universal Championship, folks. That's not happening. Exactly. (laughs) Jeez. You know, by the way, rumor still has it that he's still buried out there somewhere. (laughs) I don't know if we'll ever see him again, folks. He never made it back on that plane. Listen, never mind that. Goldberg fucking dug the grave in the fucking desert of Saudi Arabia, man. Anyway... FTR, they beat the Gun Club here. Gun Club was using their their hijinks here to kind of take advantage early on. Billy leveled Cash on the outside behind the referee's back, allowing the Gun Club to take control. So Cash hit a back suplex. He's he's starting to come back, hits a back suplex. Colton cut him off from reaching Dax for the hot tag. He eventually made the tag to Dax, came in, took down uh, both guys of the Gun Club. Short on clothesline from Dax. Gun Club started to work together. The counter is suplex. And the cameras, all of a sudden, Jesse, in the middle of the match, I loved this. Normally, I don't like something like this, but the cameras cut backstage. And Wardlow appeared in the venue here on AEW Dynamite. So, the security guards are trying to stop Wardlow, and he's running through everybody. He's punching people away. He he threw some guy against the fucking wall, almost landed in a trash pail. He takes one guy, power bombs him through a, a souvenir table that does not break. He's in the venue now. He's walking down the steps. Crowd is going crazy. Security guards are coming up the stairs. He's taking them out one by one. He points at the commentary desk, and he's aiming for MJF. All of a sudden, he gets down to the bottom level, and he's about to hit the stage, and we got a gang of security guards. There had to be about a dozen of them out there that stopped Wardlow. MJF was on commentary during this match, constantly yelling, Wardlow is a pig. Get him out of here. And MJF obviously was well prepared here with all the signage that he hung up during the day about Wardlow. Keep this guy out of the venue. Uh, This was great, Jesse. And, you know, you you even texted me tonight about this particular segment. He is over. We, We know he's over. But I'm telling you, man, when you talk about what Tony Khan has done with specific talent, whether it's Brian, whether it's Punk, whether it's Jade Cargill, you know, there's a level of uh, MJF is another one that he's taking great care with. My God, man, you got to start factoring Wardlow into that, man. The, the the booking of Wardlow has been damn near perfect, man. And he's not even right now in a wrestling capacity. He's just there. He's getting these types of reactions because of how over he is and the storyline with MJF. And it goes to show how good MJF is, man. He's getting these reactions without really doing much of anything. You got a number one guy on your hands. You got your next big baby face right here in AEW, bro. He's not even doing much of anything. Yeah, yeah, man. Is it this 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 spot was fucking exciting, man? I it was, reminded um, it reminded me of the room. attitude. It reminded was, me of the attitude era, bro. It reminded me of something that was you know you watch old school Monday Night Raw, Raw's War, and, and you see this unpredictable shit happening. It's like oh shit, what the fuck's going on? And, and they got the the camera view of Wardlow walking down the stairs from behind. It reminded me something out of old school Raw. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was in the living room. I had, I was getting dinner ready, and the kids, my kids, were um, watching Dynamite with me, and the match was going on, and they're just, you know, eating and watching. And then Wardlow came out, and he's trying to get to MJF, and everyone got excited. You know, it it was fun. It was like, yeah, yeah, get him, get him. And he was knocking out security. Get him. It was, it was, 
it was fucking awesome energy, man. It was that was fun. You know, is he gonna get to MJF? MJF is it was fucking cool. Just knocking out security guys coming. I thought he knocked out a fan at that point. But this shit was good, man. Warlow is over, man. The crowd wants to see him get his hands on MJF, and they're gonna have to pay to see it. Cause I'm, I'm hoping they, I'm hoping it only happens at a pay per view. Yeah, I think this is what we are uh, leading to going into double or nothing. So all this uh, Wardlow chaos here with the security guards and him finally being taken away. Uh, he gets down to the ringside area, like I said, about a dozen security guards stop him. Meanwhile, Hardwood, uh, Hardwood is getting held by Colton, only for Dax to move in and then push Austin into him. He goes for a roll-up. Billy Gunn gets on the ring apron, holds him. Uh, he's holding him uh, in this move, and then Wheeler knocks him off. They hit the big rig out of nowhere for the one, two, three. And FTR gets a win over the uh, <coughs> Ass Boys here on AEW Dynamite. Very fun match here with the great unpredictable Wardlow spot in the middle of the match. After the match, MJF gets up from commentary. He goes to celebrate with uh, FTR. And there is some tension there between MJF and FTR. They shove a little. They eventually make up. But clearly, seeds have been planted now for a, a split of FTR from the pinnacle. MJF may be left with nobody but Sean Spears at the end of the day. So Jesse, the pinnacle may be going bye-bye for MJF. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good to hear, man. Just break these factions up and 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 reorganize the company a little bit. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I was thinking legitimately the same thing. So good on Tony Khan for uh, potentially thinking the same way we have been thinking for the last couple of weeks now. Uh, backstage, we got the Jericho Appreciation Society. They're shown, and uh, Chris is there saying that it is the truth that he is the influencer. He says nobody else can join, and if they ask. They can GFY. Get the fuck out. Daniel that Garcia. Is, that's not getting over, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't mind it in uh, in little spurts. It's the first time he's mentioned it in a couple of weeks, so it's all right. Daniel Garcia, then Mark Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. They take a peek behind one of the curtains, and then they look and find nobody. So then they start looking around uh, the other curtains backstage, and then all of a sudden, it was going to happen one of these weeks. It happened this week. Eddie Kingston... Santana and Ortiz are there, and this leads to both groups fighting backstage, all around the backstage area, and eventually this all led to the ringside area. Kingston and Jericho get inside the ring. Eddie drops him with a spinning back fist, a taped fist of Eddie Kingston. Santana and Ortiz take down everybody else. Jericho is in trouble here as Santana and Ortiz were setting him up for the street sweeper, but Jake Hager returns and cleans house and the and now the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society is in control here during this brawl and the numbers game took the Jericho Appreciation Society and gave them then gave them the advantage here Jericho gets a hold of his baseball bat beats down all of Eddie Kingston and his boys Jericho then begins whipping Eddie with his leather belt this is not just a regular leather belt that you find at fucking Walmart folks this is a studded Leather belt. So he was whipping Eddie Kingston with that bejeweled leather belt. Awesome stuff there. He then nailed the Judas effect on uh, on Eddie Kingston for good measure. He didn't really need to, but he did it anyway. And the Jericho Appreciation Society stands tall. I thought this was a great brawl. I thought it was very fun. And I'm loving what Jericho's doing now, man. You know, sports entertaining. He's sports entertaining in AEW. And I'm very excited about where he's leading all of these guys in AEW. Yeah, this is this is also 
so interesting to see where they go. Jericho was on commentary for on Rampage a couple of weeks ago, and he's out there just screaming, "Yeah, bury the young guys!" You know, he's just he's just so funny. He he legit made Taz corpses. He just made him start laughing out loud. He's so good right now. And just like that, we were just saying Jericho was stale. Now he's on top of his fucking game. That guy is fucking great. Doing good stuff. He's looking great while doing it, too. Yeah. Mark Sterling's backstage with Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill wants to know who her 30th victim is going to be. And Mark Sterling says it's going to be Leva Bates, the librarian. Cargill tells her, what? No, get out of here. Go, go. So Leva Bates Bates walks away crying. Mark Sterling says, well, I, I have an option B, but I thought option... A was a lot better for you, but clearly you want option B. She asked what what, what option B is going to be, and he said it's going to be Marina Shafir. So Jed Cargill says, no matter who it is, you know, get the match ready. I'm going to take care of this uh, Marina Shafir or whatever her name is, and she's going to be 30-0. But the one thing here, Jesse, I think uh, you and I both agree here, and I know you and I discussed it back, back and forth during the show, uh, Jade Cargill is getting a lot more comfortable on the microphone, and she is settling into what she needs to do on the microphone and cutting a promo. She is starting to sound really, really comfortable cutting a promo, man. It's a great thing to see. Yes, yes. See, guys, you are you are witnessing the development of a star. You know, we started this show, we started this runoff for her on this show, saying how green she was. She wasn't ready. And she wasn't. I mean, we were not wrong in those assessments. She was not. Everything we said was absolutely true. Same same with Britt Baker for me, you know, a couple of years ago. I was not lying. But as we go forward each week, we're looking at talent that's developing, guys. She's getting better. You know, I'm enjoying the little... Say- and, we're, and look, we're getting her in little doses. In little, little doses, which makes it much more um, palatable. And... The things that she does and the things that she says are more impactful because it's not a whole lot of it. But I texted you this earlier. I mean, there's a lot of situations where the belt makes the star, but this we have a we finally have a situation where this that the star is now making the title. The TBS title is becoming slowly becoming the most prestigious title in all of AEW. I mean, it's never she's never been defeated for it. You know, it's it's slowly climbing up that rank. You know, it's not there yet. It's not the most, but it's getting there, man. The more that she wins and the better she gets, the better that title looks. So yeah. good on them. Yeah, I, I said the same thing on on Twitter during the uh, the show after a promo. I said, I, I've noticed, and I'm sure a lot of you have as well, Jade Cargill is getting much better on the microphone. She's never given a lot to say, but she has done so much uh, with what she's given and much better over the last several weeks. So I I like the fact that they do keep her very limited in what she says until she gets a little bit more comfortable. But uh, I I agree with Jesse. She's been uh, really showing signs of improvement. And, you know, I don't I don't take back anything that uh, Jesse and I have said about uh, about Jade Cargill. You know, we were right in our in our criticisms. It wasn't it wasn't ill will at all. We we obviously, like everybody else, see the, the major superstar potential in Jade Cargill, but she wasn't there yet. And now we're starting to see slowly but surely she's getting down what she needs to do via a wrestling promo. That's 50% of what's going to make you successful. The other is uh, pretty, pretty going to be pretty easy. She, she looks fantastic. If she could get that in-ring ability to fucking get it molded, Jesse, the way we need to, she's going to be the, the, the complete total package. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I cannot wait to see what that develops into in about four or five years. Yeah. Amazing. I would even I would even say two to I would even say I would even say two to three years, bro. Yeah, she's she's probably gonna be fucking amazing at what she does by then. Yeah. And uh WWE is going to offer up the the blank check, bro, to sign Jade Cargill. Watch. Guarantee. Yeah. Tony Khan is not letting her go, man. I'll never forget at my first post show scrum. I asked about Jade Cargill and Tony Khan fucking he he shined like a light, bro. He was gleaming with fucking happiness. He even thanked the question. Thank you for asking about Jake Cargill. She's going to be a big deal and one of our one of our biggest uh, one of our biggest projects in AEW. He's not letting yeah. her go at all. Yeah, yeah. She she's she's gonna, she's going to be really good. I cannot wait to see what that turns into. Brian Danielson. Speaking of what I can't wait to see and how it turns into what it's going to be with Brian Danielson and the what, what are they calling themselves? The Blackpool. What are they calling themselves? The Blackpool what? Society. I, I can't remember their fucking names, man. I can't remember their name either. Some the, the chat. What are they? What are they? Uh, what are they calling themselves now? The Blackpool uh, Kick Ass Club. Or what the fuck they're calling? I don't know. E- whatever. They got merchandise on uh, on AEW shop. Danielson doesn't need a black t shirt. Moxley was wearing the hoodie, but Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta, man, they're obviously prepping him for whatever's to come. This was easily Wheeler Yuta's best match in AEW. Blackpool Combat Club is what they're calling them. This there we is go. this is easily Wheeler Yuta's best match in AEW against Danielson. It comes to a surprise to literally nobody. Wheeler Yuta was mega over in South Carolina. They were chanting Wheeler's name, and you're in there with one of the best, if not the best, in the world right now. Shane wrestling to start the match. Danielson uh, got the upper hand. Yuta matched him move for move here. He did not blink. He matched him move for move. Kicks. Yuta fired out with some running drop kicks. Danielson bridging deathlock. Danielson was forced to grab the ropes, leading to a commercial break. Back from break, we got a reversal exchange. Yuta got the better of, hit a German bridge and suplex for a two. Danielson came back with the dragon suplex bridge uh, for a two of his own. He laid in some uh, groundwork here, ground and pound, flipped over into a cattle mutilation. Yuta reversed it into some elbows. And then a, oh, I, I never seen this cradle before. I don't know what the fuck Excalibur called it. Uh, it was some sort of weird cradle move where his leg was locked and Danielson's shoulder was on the mat, almost in a crucifix position, a seatbelt cradle. I believe he called it or something along those lines. Fucking beautiful. He almost got a near fall on Danielson there. Danielson encountered Yuta's next uh, offensive move, leveled him with the Busaiko knee. He then spit in Yuta's face, which, I mean, I guess that's part of the black, black the Blackpool Combat Club and their yeah, mentality, fuck. spit in somebody's face. Fuck you, bro. Uh, kicked his head in. Gotch-style pile driver before a label lock, which looked fucking brutal for the win, and that was it. This was great. This was great, man. More Wheeler Yuta. More of this Wheeler Yuta on AEW. Yeah. More Brian, period, but Wheeler Yuta, man, fucking killed it tonight. Best performance of his AW run. Easily. Easily. And, and the second I saw Regal slap the shit out of Yuta, fucking Will Smith style, I knew that he was going to be in the group, but you just can't just, okay, you're in the group, go. No, they're going to make a fucking story out of it. It's going to take them a month to get this guy in the I love it. 
I love it. I wouldn't be shocked if he faces Moxley next week. Listen, if that's the case, sign me up. Yep. Sign me up. If he did this good against uh, Brian, Moxley and Wheeler Yuta would, would be just as good. Seriously. Moving on yeah. with the rest of the show here. We got Danielson beating Yuta, and then we go into the Adam Cole and Red Dragon Championship Celebration. The thing is, none of them are champions in AEW. They have stolen the AEW World title and the AEW Tag Team Championships. Adam Cole and Red Dragon come out. They have the titles, and they have uh, tape, duct tape, over the front plate where it would signify the name of the title holder. They have duct tape over the front of the titles, and they have scribbled in black marker their names over the nameplates of the titles. Obviously, this is Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and how great they are. They're hijinks that made us fall in love with them in NXT. We're seeing it on AEW television now. It's a great thing to see. So, they're in the ring, and Adam Cole says AEW needs a new era to take control. Kyle O'Reilly then gets on the microphone and says he sees the haters saying they don't have enough wins. But Kyle says that they're wicked and everyone loves them. Bobby Fish then says he will put their resume against anyone in the industry. They are the three baddest dudes in the company. Cole says the celebration will go on all week long. So we got pretty much Undisputed Era here in full Undisputed Era mode on AEW television. I love it. I have missed them greatly, and it's what made NXT truly the best show during your wrestling weeks with these three guys leading the charge. And then Jesse, all of a sudden, Adam Page apparently was not supposed to be there, says Adam Cole. He shows up in the arena. I don't know how far he lives from the venue, but uh, I believe he lives in the area. Shows up JBL style with the Tesla and the bullhorns on the front of the hood Angry Adam Page driving a Tesla, bro. If that is some non-cowboy shit, holy shit. Driving a Tesla with horns, a millennial cowboy. My goodness, man. Who drives a Tesla here? Not me. Millennial, millennial cowboys. Sooner or later, I'll be driving an electric car, but right now, man, I still have, uh, still got my, uh, my beauty outside, my Mustang. When the Mustangs go all electric, bro, that's when I'll trade it in. I don't know about you. I think they might have one already. Yeah, I think they got that that, that SUV one. An SUV one, yeah, yeah. I thought so, yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Maybe I'll get a Dodge Charger instead, maybe. I don't know. There you go, man. They, they're electric. Are they? Fuck no, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Adam oh, no. Page, bro, listen, hook me up with a deal, man. Where'd you get your Tesla? Uh, Adam... Gas by the fucking... <laughs> by the bucket loads, man. Yeah, we don't need that now. Uh, Adam Page arrives with this <laughs> Tesla... And then he charges his way to the ring. He starts brawling with the undisputed elite. He then takes down Red Dragon, launches Cole across the ring. He goes for a buckshot lariat, butts. Adam Cole's boys pull him out of the ring to safety. However, they're walking up the ramp. They don't see Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy from behind with Christian Cage. They brawl with Jurassic Express, and Cole gets dumped to the outside, taking out his buddies, and the champions have regained their championships. I love this. I'm looking forward to Cole and Page, uh, Cole and Page again, and I think it's going to be even better than the first. But uh, it's so great to see the Undisputed Era again. I don't want to call them that, but that's what we know them as right now, the Undisputed Elite. So great to see uh, the band back together, Jesse. It's, tr- it's truly what made NXT special when they were there, and it's, uh, it- it's almost like we're reliving the glory days of NXT on AEW television. 
Yeah, and not, I mean, on our side, I am still taking credit for coining the phrase "undisputed elite." Well, listen, man, you're gonna you're gonna have to go through Tony Khan's uh, trade uh, trademark uh, department, bro. Bro, I swear, I I coined that on this show long before, long before he filed for that trademark. And as soon as soon as we get Kyle, as soon as we get Kyle, I was calling him the undisputed elite. But I digress, man. These guys are gonna be good. I think they grabbed those titles and held them for a little bit because they're not going to be winning them anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see so that. For just, sure. just to have the images of them with them and just to tie it over for a little bit. They'll get them. They're, they do Undisputed Elite, just like in NXT, they will be dripping in fucking gold at some point. Listen, Roddy, where are you, bro? We need you yeah. coming over, man. Enough of this fucking dilly dallying around on NXT 2.0, bro. What are, what are you doing? What yep. are you doing? You're, you're over yep. there fucking uh, mixing it up with uh, jacket time. Give me a break. I don't know. I thought, they, I thought he was getting released or he was quitting or a contract. I thought something was going on with Rod. Don't worry, bro. They got, uh, they got uh, more dastardly things in store for Roderick Strong, man. Can you imagine uh, Roderick Strong getting demoted to the main roster, bro? Nah, Can you imagine what they're going to name him after they took Pete Dunne and buried his career already? They're going to... Cut Roddy's hair and have him manage Omas. Yes, yes, he'll be. Uh, you know, actually, uh, he'll be. Uh, he'll be Omas's little pet. Yeah, going into Probably. WrestleMania. We don't want to see that. Come on, Roddy, you, you got to come over to AEW. Come on. Yeah, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa last week was attacked by Nyla Rose. I complained on off the script at some point this week when I talked about AEW Dynamite last week. Why don't they give Thunder Rosa the microphone to speak? Clearly, somebody was listening to our uh, opinions on social media. Thunder Rosa tonight did not get attacked. We did not see Nyla Rose. We did not see Vicky Guerrero gargoyling her way out to the fucking uh, stage to interrupt Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa was interviewed by Tony Schiavone, and he let her cut a promo, which was great. It's great to see and hear the intensity in Thunder Rosa's voice. This was the promo that should have been cut last week. I don't know why yeah. we didn't get it last week. We got it a, a week later, but they wanted to sell us on the fact that Nyla Rose is going to be challenging Thunder Rosa for the Women's Championship. Not interested. Yeah, I would have did that spot a little bit differently. I would have had Rosa come out and enjoy her celebration. Get the fucking balloons, bring the fucking mariachi band back, and have the Bro. whole ordeal, and give her a, a good two to three minutes in her celebration. Bro. And if and look, if Nyla Rose is the one that's going to get it, we can't fucking stop it. Bro. I would have had Nyla come out and face to face her, man. Bro, does does Thunder Rosa look like she has a good time, man? Does she look like she has a good time? She, yes, she's all business. Yeah. She's enjoying. It's her championship celebration, bro. Bro, she's she's won the championship, man. You want her to have a good fucking time? The fuck's yes. wrong with you? She's a baby face. She this be is not the time to right? go out for fucking tacos, bro. I mean, give me a break. She's a baby face. She's got there smiling. Thank God, thank God she's not being managed by this fucking clown. This guy yeah, would have her lose smile. the championship fucking whenever she, when she, whenever she defends it next. Yeah, Thunder Rosa, let's go out for, for tacos and, and dance the night away as we win the Women's, uh, women's World Championship. You'll, you, dude, you'll, you'll have her fucking uh, lose one match in. Bro, when Brock Lesnar come out, doesn't he smile? Yes, Brock Lesnar smiles, bro. That's the new initiative in WWE, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Brock could do whatever the fuck she wants. Uh, Whatever the hell he wants. Rhea Ripley, who else? Who else? 
Oh, oh Bron, Bron Breaker. Don't forget Bron Breaker, bro. Oh, Bron. Bron Breaker smiling, man, on Monday Night Raw. I will beat you. Listen, man, Thunder Rose is all business, man. You want her to start slacking now, man. God, all because you're a slacker doesn't mean Thunder Rose has to be slacking. Bro, celebration of epic proportions. And then Nyla comes out. And I wouldn't attack, but get in her face and be like, get these fucking balloons out of here. Motherfucker, you got a title to defend and I'm next type deal. It would have been a little bit more impactful just attacking even in speech, no promo. Bro, oh. you, you know when she's going to celebrate? When, when, when you and I are together at one of these cons and we see Thunder Rosa and, and we, we, we pay for an autograph and a video or, or whatever, they're, uh, whatever they're selling that day and she takes the world title and she bashes yeah, you I, over the I head with it. it, and she'll start celebrating. Then, then, then I could say, uh, Miss Rosa, can, can we can we see a celebration now? Being that this guy wants you to celebrate. Yeah, she'll start by smiling. You know what? She's not going to celebrate, bro. If you made her your tacos, that's when she won't be celebrating. Uh, she'll be she'll be living in heaven, bro. She'll be she'll be quite <laughs> all right. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh, Thunder Rosa. She cut a very good promo, very passionate promo. Uh, I'd like to see more of this. This this should have happened last week. She says, it's a shame her accomplishments were cut short, but she is the champion and the first Mexican woman to do that. She fought her way to be the face of this division. She doesn't want to just be the face. Uh, she wants to be the face of all women's wrestling, period. Not just the face of the women's division in AEW. She thinks there is always going to be bullies who want to pull her down. She says, pillars get knocked down. And I love this line. Pillars get knocked down, but foundations remain, and she will be the foundation of women's wrestling in AEW. Thunder says she is ready, and Rosa tells Nyla to use her words, or does she need Vicky to dumb it down for her? She wants to wrestle the best in the world, and she will defend the title when necessary. So I thought this was great. We did hear from Nyla Rose. She did say that she is coming for Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose claimed that she is the foundation and she refuses to be a footnote. She will cement her legacy in Thunder's blood and she will be a genie. Abracadabra, bitch. I always got to throw the B word in there, bro. It's never an impactful promo without using the profanity, bitch. Did you say footnote? Footnote, yes. Okay, just wondering. Yes, I did say footnote, yes. Nyla Rose doesn't want to be a footnote in history, bro. I, that, the mic broke up. I wasn't sure if he said footnote. I mean, okay, it's all good. Go ahead. All right. You're going to be a footnote in Thunder Rosa's career, bro, if you keep it up, okay? And we may get Tony Storm involved, bro. Can you imagine Julia Hart, Thunder Rosa, and Tony Storm, uh, along with Lee Johnson? Me and Lee Johnson will be in the back laughing, bro. We'll be drinking cold beverages with our glasses on. Yeah, man, that, that'll be a lot of feet <laughs> for you to take care of. <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy, man. Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose, not too excited about it, but uh, Thunder Rosa, she is going to roll on through, get the title victory, and uh, going into double or nothing, bro, what's going to happen here? Who do you see Thunder Rosa defending that title against? Is it somebody on the active roster right now, or is it one of these uh, these newbies coming on in that Tony Khan has yet to uh, sign to AEW? Did they they announce what the winner of the Owen Cup is getting? They did not yet. No, I believe the finals are actually taking place at Double or Nothing, both men's and women's finals. All right, so the winner is getting um, a title I'm shot assuming, after. After I'm Double assuming or Nothing, the winner is going to get a title match there. Yeah. Well, we don't know for what title though. it could be Thunder Rosa or Jay Cargill. Correct, correct. Um, in the interim, 
Um, when she's done with Nyla, I mean, I don't see how they, I don't see how long they can put off this Serena Deeb match, man. You know, we need we need Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa right now. Yes, that would be awesome. And now I have I have I have it on pretty good authority that that is the match that she is hoping for. I hope so too. That's the type of match that Thunder Rosa wants, as far as the champion is yes. concerned. Yes, she wants to compete. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And Serena Deeb, man, she's been great. And where has she been? I don't think I've seen her in two weeks or so. I don't know, man. She cut that promo. Uh, I know the last time we saw her, uh, Sheeta came back and she was being beaten with a kendo stick. That was, yeah. that was uh, several weeks I ago. I need Serena Deeb back on my fucking TV right away, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, she may be in this tournament. She may Hopefully. be in this Owen's turn, uh, Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Tony Storm is in the tournament. She qualified for the tournament. First woman to do that. She is now all elite, as we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, Jesse doesn't uh, doesn't really think that she is the game changer like I think she is going to be. He's more concerned about what she is going to be doing after the honeymoon phase dies down. But I don't think this is going to be one of those types of situations here. She is now all elite. Jesse, I I don't really. I don't really recognize Miss Storm without cream pies to the face. You know, maybe we maybe maybe we should enlist Bruce Pritchard as head of creative for AEW, man. I can't I can't seem to uh I, I can't seem to recognize her. Bro, you are making this way too easy for me. <laughs> way too easy for me, man. Listen, man, the woman's happy. I, I say it in a joking way because the last time we saw her, man, she was getting embarrassed by Charlotte Flair, pies to the face, uh, a fucking SmackDown women's championship with the caliber of women that are battling over the title, and that's the premise of the storyline. Pies to the face. So Tony Storm back in AEW. She looks a lot leaner. She looks in great shape. She looks absolutely fantastic. She's got a new lease on life. She she looked happy to be there. And she was in the ring with the bunny. She was in the ring with the bunny, and this wasn't terrible. Not a big fan of the bunny per se. I was more here to uh, see Tony Storm wrestle. But Bunny avoided a shoulder tackle, kicked Storm through the ropes, hit a clothesline out to the floor. Storm is in trouble early on. Storm came back with a lariat. She caught a thrust kick and hit her signature headbutt, followed by her hip attack and a big boot. Fisherman suplex bridge. She went for cover, got a two-count. Bunny came back with a power slam. She landed a thrust kick and then a second, and she went for cover, got a two-count. Storm came back and hit Storm zero to win and qualify for the Owen Foundation Cup. First woman to do so. Gets the victory here. Crowd seemed to be big time into her. Did not really get a good ear on the theme music yet. I'm assuming they'll release that on YouTube in the days to come. But it, it definitely seemed like it fit Tony's entire uh, persona. So, uh, listen, man, I'm happy to see her. You know, all joking aside, I think this is going to be a, a great signing for AW's women's division. And this is the level of competition, like I said, man. We've been saying this. Thunder Rose is going to be a, an active champion. She's going to be a fighting champion. This is the type of caliber athlete, performer, wrestler that I want AEW to go out and sign. And I do think that Thunder Rosa leading this division is going to be very different with this type of talent uh, compared to what Brett Baker did with that AEW Women's Championship. It is. I can't wait to see how they, um, the direction they go with as her with her with her title reigns. It should be really good. Guys, get those super chats in. JD has to be able to afford that OnlyFans account. Listen, man, I am not a subscriber to the OF, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Now, here's what I want to know. Do they charge more 
for the foot fetish picks, or is it the same price? Bro, I wouldn't know, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Oh, okay. You don't know. I'm a busy man, man. I'm making content. I'm doing 2K. I got Hog, right? I got House of Glory coming. I, I don't have time to fucking meddle in this in this OF stuff, bro. But good for her. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe you know, anybody got anybody got Ryan anybody got Ryan Satin's number on speed dial, man. Maybe we could ask him since he's so concerned about how much money Tony Storms make, right? Maybe Ryan Satin has uh, a subscription, but maybe I should hit him up, see what's going on over there, get the inside scoop. I heard a report that him Tony fucked Storm, up haircut. Tony Storm has made more money on her OnlyFans than any other wrestler in the company, and she only has one subscriber, bro. Uh, who would that be, bro? Um, Ryan Satin, I'm assuming, right? Oh, well, I mean, no. Ryan but Satin's, I know. I know it. It's Ryan Satin's barber. It's got to be. Hey, man, it's, I don't know. I think I know who it is, though. Uh, you, you, when you find out, bro, when you find, we have concrete evidence, you let me know. All right, then there we go. Right, we'll, we'll see if we can dig it up for you. All right, no problem. Nyla Rose cut that uh, that promo on Thunder Rosa. That was following this match, so we we talked about that a little bit earlier. Uh, Rampage. Rampage on Friday. Keith Lee versus Will Hobbs, bro. We're getting the one-on-one match. I remember vividly you telling me a couple weeks ago, if it doesn't make sense, don't book it. Don't book it. We're getting it on Friday. Crowd seems Some- to be very interested in it, man. Someone has to lose that. I don't know. Well, I mean, listen, we saw Swerve lose his first, uh, not his first match, his second match. So if Keith Lee loses, bro, is it the end of the world? It is not the end of the world. And I kind of see what what Tony Khan is doing. Everybody, everybody can't come in and go undefeated for months. I mean, get it out of the way. Just make it to someone credible in a great match. And that loss will mean nothing to that person at all. I don't ex- let it be the first match. I don't like that. Lethal lost his first match. I will never. I'm excited about it. I think uh, Will Hobbs beating Keith Lee is going to be a tremendous thing if it does happen. So we'll be watching. Statlander will be there. Young Bucks versus Top Flight. That'll be uh, round two for that one as well. So that should be great. And then the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Qualifier. We got another women's qualifier. Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue on this week's Rampage. Next week, we got a tables match. On Dynamite, Hardys versus Butcher and Blade. And men's and women's Owen Hart Tournament qualifiers. So we'll find out who is qualifying first next week for the men. I just got word that the match with Keith Lee and Hobbs was a good match. Really? Yeah. Should be uh, should be very good, man. I'll be uh, zoned in on that main event. Andrade El Idolo. We went one-on-one with Darby Allen in the main event. This was hot. This was a hot match. Crowd was all into this. Andrade attacked before the bell, dropped Darby face first onto the timekeeper's table, sent Darby into the steps, dropped him into the ringside area as well, and then planted him back first over the, over the uh, steps, and they were actually overturned. So you can imagine how that felt. Back in the ring, the official checked on Darby, asked Darby, do you want to continue the match? Darby said, ring the fucking bell. Referee said, ring the bell. He wants it to be wrong. Here we go. Andrade landed the double knees, the meteora in the corner. Darby grabbed the ropes to break uh, the count for a cover. Andrade continued to uh, completely decimate Darby Allen through a commercial break. Darby hit a beautiful code red on Andrade. This was enough to uh, create some separation between the two. 
big-time strikes. Andrade returned the favor. They were going at it in the middle of the ring, and this fired up the crowd, and they started started to just go at each other blow for blow here, leading to a double down between both guys. Darby eventually made his way up to his feet, and he hit the float-over stunner for a two-count. Andrade returns with a backbreaker. He then put on... Uh, he then put Darby on the top rope. Darby was up top with Andrade. He counted whatever Andrade was doing, and he hit this flipping fucking crucifix off the top rope, which looked great. He then locked on the Fujiwara armbar. All of a sudden, Jose, Andrade's assistant, came down. He was immediately taken out by Sting, who was sitting somewhere in the back, and immediately took him out. Butcher and Blade then came from behind Sting and attacked Sting and took him out. So they took him out around the timekeeper's area. Darby takes a breather from the match, goes up top. He jumps on Jose, Butcher, and Blade and takes all three of them out with a big suicide dive off the top rope. Back inside, Andrade hits a buckle spine buster because he took Darby off of this distraction. Buckle spine buster and the implant DDT for the one, two, three. Andrade gets the victory on Dynamite in the main event. After the match, the Andrade family office continued to beat down Darby and Sting. Private Party came down. It was a six-on-two fight. The Hardys music plays. Crowd goes crazy. They sent the Andrade family office packing here. And a twist of fate and a absolutely devastating Swanton Bomb, Swanton bomb on Mark Quinn to end the show. And that is the way Dynamite went off the air. Some fun stuff there at the end. Great match with Andrade and Darby. It's exactly what I want to see out of uh, a main event match on AWTV. Andrade, man, is so good. I think we've we've known this for years. He should be a lot better off where he is on Dynamite right now. The Andrade family office needs to go. I don't see any similarities between anybody in that group. Andrade is just better off on his own. A top-level performer in the entire industry is Andrade, bro. I mean, yeah. we can say time and time again, he, he needs to break away and he needs to be uh, amongst the elite in this company. Yeah, this was a much needed quality win yeah. for Andrade. Um, Darby can eat this L and and not skip a goddamn beat. So, um, but Andrade is, is he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's floundering, man. He's, he's trying to stay afloat. They've got to book him stronger. Get him away from this faction, man. Please. It's, it's got to go. Yeah. It's not working, and it's only bringing him down. Yeah, This guy is fantastic. This guy is capable of a five-star match with any damn one who's also capable of one. Anyone. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that there is a language barrier, and for that, he needs a manager, and they they, they have one for him. This guy has a mouthpiece that doesn't talk for him. He, gotta, he has to be the worst absolute fucking manager I've ever seen. You don't need him if he's not doing the majority of the talking. I'm not saying Andrade can't talk at all, but he's doing the majority of the talking. It's bass backwards. He should be doing the very... Andrade talks more than Jay Cargill, right? Now. Let that shit sink in. You know, man, Andrade. You know, Andrade should be Andrade should be vying for that TNT title, bro. You know, uh, you know, Scorpio Sky is great, but you know, Andrade. Can you imagine Andrade with the TNT Championship, man? And then guys like Malachi and Pac 
and Jay Lethal going after the team. Can you imagine Andrade versus Jay Lethal, bro? Holy shit. The, the level of matches that are, are there for Andrade at a top level uh, with, with the TNT title on the line, man. That's where he needs to be. I know the main events, he's good enough to be world champion. But the main event scene right now is, you know, it's specific, and Tony Khan's got plans for that. But Jesus fucking Christ, man, if he's not TNT champion by the end of the year, something's really fucking wrong here. I'm even thinking, I'm even thinking outside of that box a little bit. What about Andrade versus a Wheeler Yuta? Yeah. I mean, think about that yeah. shit, man. A baby face, a, 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 a hot baby face, Wheeler Yuta, after he gets himself established in the program he's doing. Yeah. Put him in the fucking ring with Andrade. There's just a lot, a, a lot, a lot that could be be done there. It's 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 a shame that they haven't really, you know, got him to that point. But hopefully it happens. Yeah, hey, I get the the outcome and the results from that uh, Keith Lee and Hobbs match. Right, just, text, just just no, no, just text me. Don't spoil it for the for, for the chat. All right, won't spoil it. Won't spoil it. All right, guys, thank you uh, so very much for stopping by the channel today, man. Uh, we had a lot to talk about on Dynamite tonight in the post show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hit that thumbs up, man. We got 1,000 likes. Thank you so much, guys. Great night tonight. Hit the goal of 1,000 likes. Continue to hit that thumbs up if you guys are in the chat and have not done so. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Today's extra was uh, 30 minutes long, talking Shane McMahon and him being at WrestleMania, talking about Tony Storm as well and why AEW prioritized Tony Storm over Athena. We talked about that. So go check that out. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. You guys want to go follow Jesse. You see his ad on the screen right there. Shy Town Smart on Twitter. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And make sure you guys hit up my sponsor tonight. That is Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash script. 30 days free of their service and one free audiobook of your choice. We are going to start at the top with the Super Chats. D. Bastardo with a $2 Super Chat. Thank you, brother. You guys can still get the Super Chats in, man. It's last call in the venue. D. Bastardo with a $2 Super Chat. AW main events are week to week. Need longer builds. I don't know what you mean about that, uh, Bastardo. You're getting longer builds, man. Tony Khan puts whoever he wants in the main events. If he wants to get somebody over and he wants to showcase somebody, he'll put them in the main event. It doesn't need to be a long-winded feud. That happens in the main event. Yeah. Joseph Taylor with a final Super Chat. Jesse, I know you're subscribed to Tony Storm's OnlyFans page. Yeah. No. Tony Joseph. Storm was not my cup of tea, bro. It was someone else. Jesse is a bullshit artist. Yeah. D. Bastardo with a $2 Super Chat. Most Wednesday main events. Tonight's was a decent build. Jake Patterson with a $2 Super Chat. I don't know about Slim Tony. She lost that cake. Patterson, I don't know what the fuck your problem is, bro. She did Why are little, you complaining, bro? Well, she did look a little bit smaller, but let's, let's wait till she puts listen, her shorts on. We don't listen, know. We don't know listen, yet. I don't understand the problem here. We don't know yet. We'll see. Jesus with a 1999 Super Chat. Andrade and Darby should have been the feud for the TNT title with El Idolo winning it. What a banger of a match. Yes, that's something that uh, I do think will happen eventually for a title, whether it's the world title or the TNT title. Yes, they worked incredibly well together. But Andrade works well with anybody, man, and Darby is just a fucking machine. So... 
Hector Flores. Oh my goodness, Hector Flores with a 199 super chat. I even got WWE 2K22 characters now. Super chat me, bro. I happen to think Jesse's tacos are great, says Hector Flores with the 199 super chat. See? You have, bro, is that your uh, is that your burner account? Bro, my tacos are more over than you. This is Jesse's burner account, Hector Flores. Jay Coyle with a $2 UK super chat. Titus, we don't need any pies tonight. We don't need any pies, man. I had enough fucking pie. Bruce supplied enough pie for the rest of the year, man. All Elite Fleet with a new membership. Thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking tonight? Joining the VIP club, man. We have over 500 VIP channel members. Awesome. Tony Brown with a 999 Super Chat. This may be Tony Brown's greatest comment of all time. Tony Storm is hotter than Sasha Banks. I don't know, man. You're playing with fire with that one. But I'd have to agree. Tony Storm and Sasha Banks. Sounds like... Sounds, Sounds like, like Tony Storm's like fucking uh, fantasy, bro. Yes, I was just about to say. Yeah, there you go. Jacob Donnelly with a $5 super chat. I'll have to make sure to call out sick to work for the inevitable Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter match. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, wow. Talking about Tony Brown. Tony Brown may have a fucking heart attack if that's the case. Too much booty meat, man. Oh, my goodness, man. You talk about booty meat. Holy shit. You got enough right there to, uh, to supply you for the rest of the year. Neb. Becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight, man? Sitting VIP. Vincent Tarantini with a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. Much love. It was an honor representing OTS with my off-the-script sign. AEW Dynamite was awesome. And you are awesome. Thank you, Vincent. Jesse and I, and I certainly appreciate that. Showing off-the-script some love, man. Loud and proud. That sign was all over TV tonight. Awesome. That was awesome, bro. Thanks, man. D Bastardo with the $2 Super Chat. All main events should be long bills like this. I get it, Bastardo. We get it, bro. Let me get you a fucking Jack and Coke, man. Calm down. Stick World May with a four-month membership. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight, man? I better see some more damn likes on this stream. You heard Stick World, Mayor. Don't let him down, chat. Tony Brown for the 499 Super Chat. I only Super Chat you, JD. Thank you, Tony Brown. We appreciate you here, man. You're a VIP for life, Tony Brown. Brian Bodice with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. Tony Storm looks amazing. Wasn't thrilled with the booking. Way too competitive. Tony should have squashed the rabbit. Thanks for your hard work. Hashtag OTS for life. You know, last time, listen, listen, the last time we saw Tony Storm in a tournament, man, she was losing to Zelina Vega in 90 seconds. I think yeah. this and what happened tonight was fine. Yeah, she's not going to come in and squash a, a full-time talent. No. Not on, not on day one. JP5150 with a $10 super chat. Nice to see Tony Storm without freaking cream on her face, Vince. Now AW's. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Don't speak too fast, man. JD wants that cream on her face. Listen, man, I'd have to uh, compete with Juice Robinson. I don't know if I could do that. Now AW's women's division will slowly rise to the great heights. I'll have a celebratory Casa Dragones over ice. If you please, JD. JP, anything you want, brother. 
I actually got some Casa Dragones down in the kitchen, man. Maybe I'll pour myself something, a little something, and play some Destiny tonight. Philip Newton with a 9.99 Super Chat. Thank you, brother. I'm so glad you are reviewing Super Card of Honor instead of WWE. Tonight's Dynamite was five tacos with and without sour cream. Tacos at tacos. Could you do your impression of uh, Becky Lynch, a.k.a. Gollum? These little hobbitses! My precious! She wasn't too bad on Monday night. She got her hair cut, which... I know Jesse uh, and I talked about this, bro. I don't see Becky Lynch and how possibly she can go into WrestleMania losing this match after she got her ass kicked and her hair cut. I mean, it still wouldn't be bad as go out there and losing that SummerSlam in 26 seconds. But... And maybe they do the competitive match and she still loses. I, I, I just don't see her losing after, after all that. Phil Newton. Thank you so much, brother. Michael Mirza. With a $10 super chat. JD, Jesse, how you doing, my boys? Andrade and Darby tried to outdo Will Smith with the slaps. I would like to see Tony Storm versus Serena Deep for the Owen Cup final with Serena going on to face Rosa. Bro, if we get Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, man, sign me up. Yeah, all the way. Sign me up, bro. Either one of those women, sign me up. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Tony Storm, future TV champion. You mean TBS champion? AEW women's champion? She's going to be a champion regardless. One or the other. Reverend Davey Thompson with a $2 Super Chat. Tony looked awesome tonight. Indeed she did. Mr. Thompson. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Tony Storm, future TBS women's champion. You know. Okay. Yeah, either one, bro. One or the other. All Elite Fleet with a $5 Super Chat. Thank you, brother. Please bring in the Trios titles soon. It's going to be this year, man. Mr. TKO with a $5 Super Chat. Punk and Colt keep getting each other's way with Punk gaining the advantage. MJF screws over Punk in the end, helping Paige get the win. Nah. Nah, I think they're done. Yeah, they're done for now. MJF has too much Wardlow to take care of. Yep. Dr. Strangelaw with a two-month super, uh, two-month membership. Thank you so much, brother. What are your thoughts on Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson was the second best Joker in the franchise history. Nobody's better than Heath Ledger, bro. Yeah. Agreed. Justin Stripling with a 999 Super Chat. The Hardys and the Bucks have been teasing a future feud on being the elite. Should the feud be for the tag team titles or not? And should AEW book the match for either double or nothing or all out? That's a good question, man. If uh, if the Hardys are going to beat any tag team, man, it may be the Bucks for the tag team titles. You could miss it. I could see that being the case. I don't know what Jesse thinks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It may be. It may be Red Dragon for all we know. Who the fuck knows? It may be Santana and Ortiz. Who knows? Look, the Hardys want to be champions before they go. Great. I just don't know who they're supposed to be. I don't know. Who, I don't know. There's There are so many great tag teams that I don't want to see get buried. So I don't know. I don't know. Thank you, Justin. Spirit of the Wolf with a seven-month membership. Thank you, brother. You guys are a riot. Love your commentary. Thank you, man. P. Mac with a $5 super chat. Kind of down 
I'm standing in line to go into the 40 Club on Sunday. I tried to turn around, but these jerks behind me won't leave me alone. Or won't let me leave. Uh, I don't know. Uh, who won't leave you alone, bro? And who won't let you leave? What are you talking about? Happy 40th. Happy 40, man. It's not that bad. Jedi Joker with an 11-month membership, man. Can't stay long. I'm at work. Just showing some love to the kings of the IWC. Thank you, brother. I'm going to Dynamite with my brother, Golden Boy, on April 27th. I can't wait. Should be a great time, man. Dynamite and AEW in general is just a great live show. Have fun. brother, Golden Boy? Uh, Golden Boy in the chat. Not the Golden Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. AJ... Aluv with a $5 super chat. When can we see JD at WrestleCon? The best show now. I don't know, man. I'll have to show up during a WrestleMania weekend to be at WrestleCon. Bushi Clementine with a $5 super chat. Want to have Omega come back as a face? Have him beat champion MJF. Nah. Nah. I'll pass on that. Nah. Rich Gamble with a four ninety nine super chat. Max Caster versus John Cena in a rap battle. What do you guys think? Sign me up. That's what I say. Never gonna see it, but you know. All Elite Fleet with a five dollar super chat. When do you think Bret Hart comes in as FTR's manager? Probably leading into Double or Nothing. Sounds about right. Dorian Moore with a two dollar super chat. I think MJF and Miro would work better than. MJF and Cage. Nah. You know, Miro's living in Brooklyn right now, bro, shooting a pilot for a series. He's legitimately right over the bridge. Miro's return is long overdue. Back on set. Yeah, he needs to be on Dynamite ASAP. Yeah. Miro works better alone, bro. If not alone with CJ. Yeah. The one called Sash with a 1999 Super Chat. Deeb is out with flu symptoms. Tony Khan mentioned it on today's episode of Busted Open. There you go. Ah, there we go. Okay. There you go. Can't be it too uh, can't be too cautious, bro. It will soon. Jurassic back in that ring. Oh yeah. Michael Mears with the $10 Super Chat. I think we could have Jamie Hayter challenge Rosa before we get to Deeb. She's 3 and 0 this year. We could have Baker get jealous that Hayter is moving on to the title. That sets up Baker versus Hater after. Oh, that that's that's the next deal for them. That, oh yeah, I don't hate that at all. I think that's a, I think that's a solid idea there, Michael Mirza. Yeah, that's already done. That's gonna be Baker and Hater. Oh yeah. Huge erection. Still love the name, brother. Four ninety nine super chat. JD, my man, you're my favorite. Asexual. Very good show tonight. My only concern is Jeff runs like an old man and always grabs his back. Jesse, you are the man. Deeb is back, bro. Deeb is back. What are you talking about? He was on Dark. Uh-huh. There you go. Tony didn't probably want to spoil the surprise. Yeah, well, maybe. Shout out to Big Hodge. Deeb was there. There you go. Big Hodge was at uh, Dynamite Tonight in South Carolina visiting family. There you go. Uh, in Make Believe with a 449 in Super Chat in his currency. Don't know what that translates to, but thank you, In Make Believe. JD, I miss your COD streams on more JD from NY. Seeing all the streams, loving the WW2K stuff on the main channel. Keep up the good work. OTS for life. Yeah, bro, I deleted all the content on the uh, second channel because I am going to revamp it. 
I'm going to get artwork and, and all that stuff done. And, you know, Destiny's taking a lot of my time, man. I'm, I'm major into Destiny. And I grind Destiny every every day, every night in my free time. So um, until Destiny gets boring, I probably won't be playing anything else. James Crawford with a $10 Super Chat. What if Bobby interferes in the main events, costs Brock the match and the WWE title to set them up for SummerSlam? Nah. Strong show. Yeah. Nah, bro. Bobby Lashley is, I think, still injured. Yeah. I think Omos is going to squash Bobby Lashley and people will rant and rave on social media. Yeah, I think that guy needs surgery. Um, It's probably heavily suggested, but not majorly required. So I think he's going to put it off do this um, WrestleMania spot, then go away and take care of his surgery. That's just my prediction. I mean, I don't... We'll we'll see. Paragon J. Pierce with a 199 Super Chat. So we got Paragon and Hector Flores in the chat. Thank you, guys. Me and Hector Flores will reign supreme. Oh, my goodness. I love that you guys get so involved, man. Love that you guys get so involved. Teddy Love becomes a new member. Thank you, Teddy Love. Joins the VIP club, man. This exclusive club, 500 large in the venue, man. I may have to build a bigger venue. James Smith with a Canadian $2 Super Chat. Crazy crowd and awesome matches tonight. Fire. Indeed, it was a great show tonight. Say Ja with a 499 Super Chat. Ruby is good, but Tony is way better. Ruby has bad footwork. She's off balance a lot. Also, glad no Sammy tonight. Will Smith is recruiting for Regal. I agree with everything you said there, Say. No Sammy tonight. Did you see the picture that uh, Sammy and Tate posted on social media, bro, with them being naked in bed on social media? I muted both of them, bro. There you go. Golden Boy with a $2 Super Chat. Pen to paper. It's over. Mr. 9 to 5. You you know it, brother. And Brandon James Shea with a $2 Super Chat. When is Penelope Ford coming back? I don't know, bro. She may be one of those people that Tony Khan just lets the contract expire. I don't know, man. We'll see. I never found anything redeeming about Penelope Ford anyway. Same thing with Kip Sabian. They could go somewhere else for all I care. Yeah. All right. We, 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 we're all out of time here, guys. We're, uh, we're all through the Super Chats. Uh, what, what did you think of Jesse's sound quality tonight, man? I'm working on it, guys. Hopefully it got better. Hopefully was, it was less offensive. What was this? Was this the best that Jesse has sounded, uh, minus the feedback issue? Which now I know he knows how to take care of that for next week. So maybe next week we'll have a show without a problem. Hopefully. I thought I thought he sounded great tonight, man. Want to hear more of my quality of sound? Join me on my channel. There you go, James Smith with the Canadian two dollar super chat. It was a joke on Sammy's vlog, I think. What was the joke? I don't know. They showed up. They showed up tonight on Rampage. Sammy and Tay. I won't spoil what they did, but they did show back up on Rampage. Listen, bro, you, you're gonna you're gonna sweep him off the floor for me tonight, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I, I'll get right on that, man. All right, cool, cool, hold, yeah. Hold and, and then and then listen, I, I need you. I need you to uh, go investigate this one subscriber for OnlyFans, man. I I, I believe it may be sad. Oh, I know who it is. Guys, if you have not, again, please, if you could, do me a favor. Tweet at Real Armando. Ha ha. That's Armando Alejandro Estrada. 
That's legit him, not a troll. He is a friend of mine. Tweet him to acknowledge me, please. Everyone, if you have Twitter, do it. Armando Estrada. Armando. Alejandro. Alejandro. Jesse can't roll his tongue. Neither can I, man. I should be talking. Maybe we should get Thunder Rosa to, uh, to teach Jesse how to roll the tongue. Oh, my God. Roll the R's, bro. Oh, my God. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me tonight. I don't know, man. I'm thinking about doing a WrestleMania preview and predictions live stream tomorrow. I don't really know, man. I don't think people care about it, so I may not do it. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Where's all the WrestleMania traffic, man? I don't know, man. I don't see it. What the hell? I'm just glad March is over, man. March was a bad month. Oh, God. Anyway, guys, follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Hit that subscribe button. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Thank you for all the super chats. Thank you for all the memberships tonight. It's going to be a busy week, guys. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. WrestleMania weekend is almost here. But before we get out of here, guys, I need two things from you. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. And number two, when that guitar solo comes on, man, you hear those sounds of Pilot. I need that music on max. Jesse and I will see you next week, and I'll see you doing something tomorrow. And I'll be back live for Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, right here on Off the Script from the OTS venue, guys. I'll see you later. Peace.